0: Self-serving, persuasive talkers Of
1: everything and nothing We, we are, are a Conversation Con
0: Artists What's going on people? It's your boy Mr. On Point
1: And I feel like a natural woman You should Also known as Calamity Red you Uh should, Pete <laughs>
0: Unless you was born with a
1: I wasn't Penis I wasn't
0: Okay <laughs> This is uh, another fantastic episode of Conversation Con Artists. I know the enthusiasm isn't there, but you
1: know, still. I'm high, so. What kind of high? Legal high. Like Tony Braxton high? Nah. mm A legal high.
0: So not illegal high? Not illegal
1: high.
0: Not Tony Braxton high, not illegal high? Yes. Legal high?
1: Yes. Prescribed medication high.
0: That's, you know, that's still part of the opioid crisis. It's
1: not opioid though. What is it? It's a non-narcotic.
0: It's just how are you high off a non-narcotic? That's
1: like somebody saying I'm high off of this (laughs) Kool-Aid. I think I'm I'm almost positive it's a non-narcotic because I don't even have to. It's not like when you go get Loratab. When I get my prescription, it's not like that. So what does
0: non-narcotic mean? That mean that you can't test for it or something?
1: Um, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm almost probably I mean if you can
0: get high off of something that is non narcotic, then why do people get high off of narcotics?
1: Well this is used to treat nerve pain. Okay. So
0: I don't know. So somebody be like, You getting on my nerves, <laughs> I'm gonna take my <laughs> I'm finna take my meds for that.
1: Yeah. It, it'll get them off your nerves
0: I don't know what non-narcotic means
1: um I don't know either I don't know I was looking it up to see what non-narcotic exactly cause I don't think that it means that you can't get high
0: or maybe the government just don't brand it as a as a drug is that, that what it is I guess all right. Whatever. Any
1: class of substances that blunt the senses such as opium, morphine, belladonna, and alcohol um, that when used constantly can cause habituation or addiction and that are used in medicine to relieve pain, cause sedation, and influence sleep.
0: So your medication don't blunt the senses?
1: I wouldn't say that.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> maybe it is a narcotic.
1: It's not unlisted. Whatever. If it
0: make you feel better to say it's a non-narcotic because you high <laughs> right now, then it's fine.
1: <laughs> I I really don't think it's a... Because I've had to get tab and like the process for getting that is completely different.
0: That don't mean nothing. This medication had not
1: caught on yet. People take a Lyrica forever. It's like, oh, it's like a new medication.
0: But it's not one that's common in the theme of I'm finna get high.
1: No, it's not. Because it isn't. I don't even know that. Lyrica ain't something that like people cook up. in the, You know what I'm saying? Like You have to get a prescription, I guess, to get it. Who would you buy it from if you was trying to get on the streets? I don't you. know. You who you. me yeah. no not me if,
0: no. if look if, <laughs> how many pills come in a, a subscription a prescription
1: um mine are, i get three months worth at a time so i don't have to so and i got a big ass bottle how many come in that? i have to take them twice a day so i don't
0: know so if you found out that the pills you take in some magically street value was a hundred dollars a pill
1: how <laughs> would your life change
0: <laughs> <laughs> your silence <laughs> is the answer that i need
1: a hundred dollars <laughs> a nigga. <laughs> pay my rent sell about
0: eight of them hoes i'm just saying i'm saying <laughs> it hadn't caught on but if it do you gonna start you're gonna turn into the neighborhood drug dealer i don't think i would make a very good drug dealer, and i feel like i would get but cold. see no you wouldn't be a drug dealer you would just be somebody who helps people in the community with pain through the resources <laughs> that you have oh my god <laughs> that gonna make me feel better it's good as calling a non-narcotic, it make is, you
1: non-narcotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's called a per. Pre- 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 Goblin is the name, but it's marketed under the brand Lyrica. It's a medication used to treat epilepsy, neurotic, uh, neuropathic pain, fibromyalgia, which is what I have, and generalized anxiety disorder. Oh, maybe that's why it makes you yep. feel. Cause Xanax cause is treat. the same. Xanax so it's like treat anxiety. Xanax. It's like taking Xanax. So I'm on a Xanax, on. basically. Xanax is a non-narcotic, isn't it? So this I don't is a non-narcotic. I think it is. I, I know have. it's a part
0: of the opioid crisis. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so if it's a non-narcotic
1: then Lyrica you might be finna get paid potentially serious side effects include drug misuse <laughs> and it increased suicide risk but that's with a lot of different medications that's Lyrica yeah.
0: drug misuse
1: hmm. uh, when it's taken at high doses over a long period of time addiction may occur but if taken at usual doses, the the risk of addiction is low. Well. So, yeah. I don't know.
0: I'm just, you know, I'll shop around the community, find out how much, <laughs> I'm not how many be. people are, are, you know, in pain and can't get a prescription. They can <laughs> use some assistance from somebody that might have
1: a pill or two to spare. And mine is like a high uh, milligram. I actually need to talk to my doctor, to tell her to lower it because I think it's too high. Because it's like 150 milligrams of peel. You're losing your marketing value in that. In that I'm change. not trying to be. I'm not trying to be a. I'm not trying to be a Pain Clinic. That's okay. what it would be. Pain Clinic. All right. I ain't trying to do Well, that. listen. Where can they find you? you? can
0: find me on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on
1: point. And I, we found the red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is artist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Card Artists. Uh, we do have a letter, but of course, we're going to start with the poetry. Is it my turn to go first?
0: I'm supposed to go first two times in a row. Um. <laughs> this would be number two. All right. I'm honest. <laughs> Could have just been like, yeah, it's your
1: turn to go. I would have went. Cause but I you heard.
0: know, honesty.
1: Good. That's good.
0: I've been working with the kids on character.
1: Okay. So you're trying to make sure that your character's in line? My character's in line. always in line. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: My dialogue with the kids is that all of all of these character traits you have, at any point in time they can also shift.
2: Mm.
0: You know? Because if your if your character is loyal T, if you know, you know, if you're a loyal person, mm-hmm. but you betrayed by some people in your life, it it will waver somehow. You know what I'm saying? So I'm teaching them about like building a foundation upon which when it wavers, it comes back to. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know. For example, you might not see yourself as a drug dealer. But you realize that you can help people in the community by giving them, you know, some medication that you happen to have a little extra of. And it just so happened to be a hundred dollars a pop. You know, as long as you know that. Once that market value is gone, or once it becomes a lyrical crisis, you come back to, you know, doing what you normally do, foundation. (laughs) Not
1: selling my pills. (laughs) I'm just saying.
0: But the name of this poem is called, One Day He Will See. One day, he will see the error of his erroneous ways, trying to interpret how he misplaced your harmonious gaze, attempting to justify why you were no good for him, realizing that you are the embodiment of perfection, leaving only him to blame as he recognizes that he fell victim to his own erection and his weak mind. He lives through his own subjective subjection, and in weak times, he cannot control his selfishness. As much as he tries to hide his true side, it's impossible to embellish this. It's in his game to leave you infatuated with infatuated with the ooze in the eyes but when he gets just what he wants and grows tired of you comes the news you despise you just dangle at the end of the hook and the bait looks like trust in his eyes one day he'll understand the hurt and pain that began his emotional demise but he won't see it in you because you'll have moved on to a man that holds you as prize though it's hard to see now and even more during the times he made you a better person through his love related crimes he showed you that he deserved that you deserved more than you were likely to believe and that you were owed more than you were likely to receive even though you're not likely to deceive you thought about inflicting pain on him that he can feel maybe even see but the strength you displayed only showcased his inferior, inferiority teaching you that a majority of men are not even prepared to have your elegance as priority, but trust me, his efforts don't deserve any measure of gratitude. The praise goes to you as you recognize the capabilities of your emotional magnitude. One day he feel one day he will feel the pain that he consciously bestowed amidst his eroding emotions as his soul begins to implode. Just know that he has no destination at the end of his road.
1: Snap, snap, snap.
0: That feels long. That felt long as hell. Mine's long.
1: (laughs) I didn't even realize. Like, it's like, so going back reading these things sometimes, I was like, God damn. Like, it's, I'm surprised sometimes that I wrote it. <laughs> and sometimes I'm surprised at how, I'm like, damn, huh?" <laughs> it was a lot of words.
0: <laughs> now, I read, sometimes I read the poems that I wrote and I'd be like, who the hell was that? <laughs> who wrote that? <laughs> I mean, not necessarily in a good way. Yeah, it disappears. It encapsulates old ways of thinking sometimes that yeah. you may have. Moved yeah. from, moved yeah. up from. Like this is, this is like seven, eight years old.
1: This one is five years old, uh, and it's really just a. It's actually what something I don't normally do. It's like a braggadocious kind of thing, which is unusual. Don't know what I was feeling when I wrote it, but it's called free. Um, and forgive me, it looks long. So I'm pretty sure it's going to feel long, but we'll see. It's called Free. <laughs> uh, my dears, this poem is written in the lovely key of free. Composed of jumble words as they pour right out of me. Don't understand? Let me give you a handout. It means I switch up the cadence simply because I can and then slow it back down. As I gather my thoughts for every word I don't speak can potentially be lost for. My mind runs constantly busy even as I sleep from even rhyming in my dreams. Prolific words for them to keep and if still... Ro- if still waters run deep, then I'm the calm before the storm, and these words are my shelter keeping me from any harm. They keep him from harm, too. My aggression comes through my pen, with a with a paper a mere casualty falling from too much ink shed. And then, but then, on the other hand, my purpose is to inspire for my legacy simply cannot be one that my kids cannot admire. What kids you say? I'll have them one day, whenever I meet their father. He'll be the man who unknowingly can make me wonder why before him I even bothered. Not to get all hot and bothered, but you see he'll be sexy, too, with an intellect that can get me well. Let's just say he'll be the one who is everything I've ever wanted and those things I didn't know I needed. And together we will rule our world, just he and our little seeds. My dears, this poem has been written in the lovely key of free. Compose the jumble words as they pour right out of me. Now you understand how random I am. And I'll write a little nonsensically, simply because I can. And then turn around and demand your undivided attention. Because as I was writing, I rudely forgot to mention my thankfulness to the man above. Through him, my gift is possible. When without his grace upon my life, my death would be pretty probable. How could I end this randomness? How should this poem conclude? If you don't remember anything else, always remember. Well, I guess you'll just have to stay tuned.
0: Okay. Snap, 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 snap. No one too long. felt long. <laughs> That's a little long. um That's a part of my poetry that like kind of shifted, like involving God in it. Mm-hmm. That shifted for me.
1: Did too. mine too. Like, and it's so funny. It's only a couple of poems where where I reference him. Then the most of them, because I used to write really angry shit most of the time. So Jesus didn't need to be a part of that. But as I, as my is, my issues or my questions about religion grew the less I put it in my poetry because I was, I didn't feel confident in it. So I didn't want to add it because it didn't, you know, I didn't know where I, where I stood with it. Shit. I still don't know where I stand with it. So it's still not in any like recent poetry I've done. It's still not in it. So meh um, Colin sent us, uh, he actually sent two emails. Um, one says, guilt by association if one thing it's one thing if somebody if someone was associated with Trump or a Republican in 1998 but in 2018 nah my guy you're done Donald Trump is a universal disgrace which I 100% agree with and I do feel like you you get dirty by association because you with him like I feel like anybody he touched, he fuck him up <laughs> and so for me you know yeah, I agree. Guilty by association.
0: I understand that, you know, but it's still going to be a dilemma in the people that were associating with them before to the transition.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a dilemma in that for them. Yeah, just like any of us. Like you talking about in me. Mm-hmm. If I if I tomorrow. Shift into something you don't recognize. Mm-hmm. We connected in a lot of different ways, you know. So yeah. it's like that would be a dilemma for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had an experience with a uh, with my business partner. He had some kind of psychological situation going on at the mm-hmm. time, and the idea was to give him the benefit of the doubt for as long as possible until it was no longer possible, possible. to give him the benefit. So doubt. you know, in my dialogue, it wasn't you know advocating for sticking by your people it's that some people in this case tom brady probably didn't have a dilemma because even the way that donald trump has changed to don't even impact him none no it doesn't and that's one of them white and black america situations i don't even i mean even the white people that donald trump impacting that ain't or or who advocate against donald trump Mm -hmm. it still really ain't impacting them real bad they just don't like him yeah there are legitimate communities that people that is is is
1: impacting Mm -hmm.
0: you know but
1: i agree i ain't you know i agree he also sent us the video for liar from profile we were talking about last week um and i watched the video i haven't watched that video in a while and that video is fucking hilarious first of all the fact that he's <laughs> he gonna take the dog he's gonna take everything i want it all i want the dog to what was stupid was did you watch the video no you didn't How you didn't watch the video because i saw it in 1997. do you remember it though no. okay <laughs> well this is what happens do one of the singers in the group got a girlfriend, okay? Girlfriend dropping him off at the, the uh, airport because I guess he finna fly out somewhere, right? He get her like a roll of money because that's realistic. I ain't never dated nobody that just handed me a roll of money, but maybe I need to, maybe because I don't date drug dealers. I don't really know. But anyway, he gives her a roll of money. He goes down the exit like he finna leave. So she turn around and get in her car. He don't actually fly away. Okay, All
2: right.
1: he comes back and follows her. So she gets in the car he gave her and she goes and drives to a store. I don't even know what, well, a bunch of niggas was hanging outside. Okay. Then one of the dudes come over and kiss her and this bitch give him the money that old dude gave her. And at that point, I was already like, wait, wait a minute. Why the fuck are you giving away money? To this nigga who looked like he broke because who just hanging out on the sidewalk in front of a store this who you cheating with really and she was just real like just they they painted her in a very bad light because even when she was hugging him to tell him by when she thought he was gonna fly away her facial expression was just like this nigga like i can't wait for him to go so she doesn't go straight to the house i guess she rides around does something i'm not really sure Cause by the time she get back to the house, he done packed all of her shit and put it outside on the on the um, sidewalk, and she's confused. She's like, "What my shit out here?" He, she go up to the door, and another bitch opened the door holding they dog, <laughs> and he just come up and give her a one-way plane ticket and like shoes her way. <laughs> The, I was confused. I Maybe she ain't from me now, wherever they was at. And he was like take your ass home. Not really sure where the one-way ticket was supposed to be. He bought a whole plane ticket for these shenanigans?
0: Yes. I would have just printed it on a piece of paper and just, <laughs> it wasn't no ticket for real. I just went and found a mock
1: ticket online and he gave her an actual one-way ticket and all of her stuff and then the girl his new girl was like holding, holding the dog to like make a point that I'm you know Fight! Was staying with me. You just take your shit and go. It, it that was confusing. And where'd a girl come from? Cause it's like, okay, so she been cheating. You must've been cheating too. where you get this bitch from? <laughs> this is in the house now. Yes, yeah, Th- that you didn't move in. <laughs> he might have hired somebody. Went to backpage.
0: Cause you know this back went back. <laughs> it might not even been backpage. Nah. Went to
1: MySpace. Yeah, probably. Went you to know that would have been what that was.
0: Jumped in some inboxes. <laughs> You know, <laughs> checked out some pages that had the floating hearts on it, floating up and down the screen with the music playing when you turn it on. You know, when you click on
1: it. Oh, I used to hate that shit. MySpace, like you get to pick a song that play. Oh, people's songs were ridiculous sometimes, but yeah, maybe he did have somebody on that. The whole thing just did. I'm it. watching the video right now. It doesn't make this sense. Where Where are you? Where are you at? Did you see the nigga Where they, the they, they, they
0: dancing with they do rags on in the projects? Yes, they do. Like in public? Yes. Yes they do. If somebody see y'all doing this boy <laughs> in nineteen ninety seven <1997, laughs> But it's so funny. Like it's it's normal now. Yes. It's normal now. Like if, if oh, you yeah. see a group of a group of teenagers on the corner just dancing, yeah. normal now. Mm-hmm. In
2: nineteen
1: ninety
0: seven, problematic. <laughs>
1: And Can you even call that dance? Because really, they're just like stomping and like moving their. All of them, all of it's called
0: it's called a dance. And we're like, if they doing it, it's called some kind of dance. It, it's the just only very dance. Simple. The only dance that ain't really a dance is the dance when your mama call you downstairs and have you dance for company. Oh God, that's the thing. That's the only thing that ain't a dance these days. Do that
1: little dance she was doing last night. Show them
0: <laughs> exactly. That's not a dance. That's the you finna get your ass whooped if you don't do it, dance. Oh
1: Jesus. I just, did you see where she picked the dude or went and kissed the dude and handed him over the money? I did. That did was like $106. <laughs> it was a $100 bill on the outside, but I know that was six ones
0: up under that. Listen, y'all go watch the Profile Liar video. It's it's so crazy funny. This crazy. Because they legit went to the airport for this dude to fly off on a flight. And instead, he walked back out on the flight. Yes. Like immediately. Yes. And then followed her. Yes. And his homeboys came and picked up and he just followed her around the city. Yes.
1: And the, the nigga, she went, to, they were just hanging out on the sidewalk. Like, you knew this was going on. <laughs> why Why the whole charade? Maybe maybe he was like, maybe his friends had been like, man, that, that bitch is a hoe. She cheating on you, man. He's like, no, she's not. I'll prove it. <laughs> so he was like, I'm going to pretend to fly away. And then y'all come get me. And we're going to follow her. Y'all going to see. She's just going to go back to the house and be chilling till I come home. <laughs>
0: One of y'all got a $106. <laughs> And y'all know somebody who want to come to the house and hold his dog.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's a very interesting video. Speaking of dancing, though, I got a quick little story. <laughs> I'm going to try to record this. I'll try it probably tonight. I don't know if I'm be able to get it at night. Video of you dancing. Not of me dancing. So, <laughs> you know that first building, like, where you first get into my apartment complex. It's like a, it's actually a halfway house so a lot of the people that stay there mm-hmm. are recovering addicts, but there's a black dude. I, I don't know if he stays in that those units. <laughs> 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 but he walks around that building at night. And you know, maybe for exercise, I'm not really sure. But he has headphones in. <laughs> He's dancing <laughs> Hard. Hard, like <laughs> it's so, and it's every Like night.
0: Usher was dancing in the rain
1: <laughs> every night that I walk the dogs. Every fucking night, and he don't even care if you see him. Like he's it be people outside, of, he still. Be, I got to record it because you need to see. I can't even do it justice. I can't, and I'm not really sure why he seemed like something might be off with him. Like maybe so, he on a spectrum or something. I'm not really sure, but like nigga it's so funny like <laughs> he be dancing so fucking hard so are you this prepared, is like 9
0: nine thirty 30 at night are you prepared for him to see you dancing see you see him rec- being recorded that wait a minute well I, I gotta try to do are it are you a way prepared for him to see you recording him dancing and get aggressive well
1: that's i that's why i haven't recorded him i need mm. to do it i gotta figure out a way to do because i'm out there with the dog so like it's not like I'm just out there and would be doing it. I'm going like to tell you how to dogs. do it.
0: I'll tell you how to do it, all right? <laughs> I don't know if you have this, but if you have a shirt or a jacket with a top pocket where uh, your phone will stick yeah. out, you put the phone in that pocket and just walk normally with your phone, stand across the street <laughs> from him, like, you know, and then he'll never know. Yeah, He'll
1: just think your phone in your top pocket. Yeah, I got it. You have to see. It's so fucking fun. And it's every night. If it's not raining... He is out there walking around that building, nine, nine thirty at night, dancing his ass off. I'm talking about like hardcore like
0: <laughs> You got third.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. That's yes. Yep. Pop locking. I'm talking about like a battle whole dancing fucking with thing. yourself Yes. He probably got like an imaginary dance partner. I don't he something is is a little off with. He ain't never you know been cra- uh, crazy. I he never got out the way. And I literally he sees us cuz I just don't go down to that first building now that I know he be walking around. He just he he just walks around that building or dances around that damn building for like I don't even know how long he be out there before we go inside. I just know when I, I don't even know how long he's been out there by the time I get out there. I walk the dogs for the last time about 9 nine thirty at night and so every night <laughs> if it's not raining this nigga's out there dancing for his life like he dancing like he on the finals of America's Got Talent and he trying to win hardcore dancing it's so funny he yeah. living <laughs> He, I wonder if he be uh, listening to uh, Smile. I'm living my best life. Because sometimes he be doing the shoulders, though. So maybe he is. Ain't got time to put. Oh, Can not go back and forth with you, bitches? I'm living my best life. I don't know.
0: Probably listening to R. Kelly.
1: Jesus why you why no maybe not don't do that why would he be listening to that
0: our kelly got a range of of tempos that allow you to dance in all kind of different ways
1: he yeah he look like he'd be probably the migos or some shit like he's a younger dude he not like with the that. shoulders <laughs> he ain't listen to migos with the shoulders <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> but that's you know why i said maybe he listen to smile because that's the dance for smile is i'm living my best that life the migos. You, do the, you do the shoulders i don't know But it's fucking hilarious. Um, Okay, so uh, speaking of Colin, Colin has requested that we do another live show. So we just want to know, I guess, what day and time would be good
0: for you I think we need to set it for like two weeks out.
1: Yeah, it'll have to be because we got to see what they say and then set it up. So what day and time would y'all be able to um watch us live because we got a request to do another we haven't done a live show with just the two of us we did that like once i think yeah and then the rest of the time it's been with um government names so we haven't done it in a while
0: okay so it'll be me and you Mm -hmm. and let's plan to do it uh on the second of september what is that that's on sunday sunday okay now Unless we get some input from anybody who want to participate in the next week, that's when it's going to be. Yeah. Um, That gives us time to hear back from y'all. And if y'all don't get an opportunity to, you know, give us any feedback, then it's already on a tentative date where you can just join in if you're available. Yeah. So we'll do it like that.
1: And Colin, definitely want to hear from you since you requested it. So we want to make sure you are able to tune in. So like a time on Sun on that Sunday. Mm hmm. So yeah, um, I think that's it for the letters. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook conversationconartist and send it to us that way. Um, so Aretha Franklin died, which is very sad. Very. Um, I just and so a couple of things. One, did you see what trump said about her he
0: said she used to work for me or something like that right
1: yeah but his first, he just sent out two the first one was like aretha franklin one of our greats is dead like it <laughs> that's very harsh language like it's not very presidential now what obama said was oh we've lost one of our greats she was this amazing talent like it was more tactful trump has no tact I don't think any time that you are talking about the the death of somebody that you just say she dead like <laughs> we know that it's a little harsh language. He did say that she worked for him, which is a lie. She, I think she had performed at one of his little hotels, but I don't think it like it wasn't like she. If Obama said that, that would be true. She she sang for him. I think at an inauguration or she sang for the for him and Michelle at something. So he could have said that. Of course, he didn't because he he has sense, but. She didn't work for Trump. I don't know why the fuck. Listen. He felt the need. Donald Trump is,
0: you know, the movies where there is somebody who don't know what the hell going on with society,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like a robot. Or <laughs> so I'm thinking about like Chip. I don't know if you remember that old movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah that that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan Fraser, the movie where he was a caveman. Oh yeah. Like, Donald Trump literally does not know our robot. Like, he does not know the the rules that dictate the society we live in at all. He don't know how to deal with people. He don't, he's not educated about our history. He's not educated about our politics and shit. And, and it's crazy because he the president.
1: It is. It's sad. Like, I saw that that first tweet and where he was just like, she's dead. And I was just like like we know that like you i never I never talked to somebody about death being like well you know she dead like you just don't it's such a sensitive subject that you were supposed to approach it with sensitivity and he lacks that so I guess it's not surprising that he he wasn't able you're the
0: son of a clansman yeah I don't know what (laughs) people believe the son of a clansman is supposed to become you don't you're not the son of a clansman and then a preacher Who's, That's
1: unbiased. Whose song was uh, Son of a Preacher Man? It wasn't Aretha, was it? Mm-hmm. The only boy that could ever reach me was the Son of a Preacher Man. That just, it popped in my head when you said he was the Son of a Preacher Man. Let's find man. out. He was, he was, I don't know if that was her or not. Son of a Preacher Man. Who is well, Dusty Springfield? Man. Dusty? That can't be the original <laughs> person. <laughs> <laughs> The fuck? D- I don't know who that is.
0: Dusty Springfield? Some
1: white woman? Really? Some white woman that looked like a man? Oh, gee. Dusty is a man name. Oh, she looked like a drag queen. Maybe somebody else remade it. Maybe it's a. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well that her just name popped- is
0: Mary Isabel Catherine Bernadette O'Brien. The
1: fuck? The Dusty come from?
0: Dusty Springfield. I don't know. Professionally known as Dusty Springfield. That's fucking terrible She's an English pop singer. Maybe. I don't know. That's an old English ass name. Yeah. O'Brien. She must be. She must got some Scottish
1: or Irish. Irish, yeah. I don't know the difference.
0: Anyway, yeah. Um But I don't know. You, You don't go from the son of a Klansman to a black lives matter advocate okay no. so on the scale of where you come from <laughs> being the son of a clansman is not that far it's just a stone's throw away from where your daddy was at okay yeah so just that alone i i just don't understand why that alone isn't enough for people to at least be like hmm let's see what he got to say and now we, we know what he say it's like okay so the sticks are falling where they at. He's the son of a clansman. He's talking trash about every brown community he possibly can. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't know what more evidence you need. Like if you found out your boss' daddy was a a famous, popular clansman that got arrested at some point, and you always heard him making disparaging mark, remarks about the people around you, you're gonna be like, he he, racist. <laughs> he, yeah. And he's my boss. So all I can do is
1: quit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, we can't quit America. Unfortunately. Well, I also brought up Aretha just because, did you know that Aretha had four sons? No. Ain't none of them famous? Uh, No. One of them used to play guitar for her at, at one point, but I don't think they're famous. Did you know that she had her first child when she was 12 years old? Mm -mm. And then her second child when she was 14 years old? Nope. And then her next child, I think at 19, and I can't, I don't know how she was, but she had the other one. But supposedly they were by boys her age, but 12 is a little young, even back then, to be having a baby, especially when she, she was the daughter of a famous preacher. So she was never abused for that? not that i read or found so yeah. now the kids she didn't raise them the first two the first two you know because back then they ain't want it's her dad was a famous preacher so that was just not gonna fucking fly so the kids got raised by her i want to say her grandmother and her aunt so she didn't raise them first two i'm just not buying that she was not
0: abused for them two first two kids I you not finna t- i mean clearly the son of a preacher I mean, the daughter, daughter of a Of pre- pre- yeah. course, the story is gonna be something they put it as on docile as yeah, possible.
1: Two little boys. They, they had different dads? They, I mean, she's named the boys that it supposedly was, but twelve is really young for her to be making a baby, and it not be abuse. But I mean, these days it's gonna be abuse anyway. Yeah, because of her. Back then, it wouldn't have been a. I don't even know if they had because they. I don't know. know if they had any laws surrounding that i wonder when the laws got into place but i only say that because so i told my mom i was like you know you sometimes y'all be acting like oh these young people like y'all did it just we didn't you know social media didn't exist it it was covered up a lot better but like people been doing fuck shit forever like (laughs) it's not like this generation Uh, started doing the fuck shit, and so I wanted to bring up one more thing about some older singers that was interesting. You know, Sam Cooke, born by the river, Sam uh-huh. Cooke. So, um, his life was was, was like a, a love and hip hop, uh, <laughs> so when he died. Uh, it is fairly well known that protege Bobby Wom- Womack you know who Bobby Womack is right? Mm-hmm. Married Cook's widow Barbara just three months after his death and that Cook's daughter Linda later married Bobby's brother Cecil Womack. But there is more to the story. Cook's family was livid when Bobby and Barbara married so much so that three of the Cook brothers met the couple in a Chicago hotel and beat Womack's senseless. <laughs> Also, according to Woback's autobiography, Midnight Mover, he would sneak out of his bedroom at night to carry on a tryst with stepdaughter Linda. When Barbara found out, she held a gun to his head, ordering him out of the house. As he ran toward the garage, she fired one shot, grazing Bobby's scalp. This was the cause of their divorce. Linda went on to marry Cecil, often working musically with Bobby as well, although she never spoke to her mother again. the fuck (laughs) so they their lives were full of shit it just wasn't as well known like it's so many so many stories of like this kind of shit happening with some of these older celebrities like their lives were ridiculous (laughs) it's encapsulated in bobby womack's music Mm-hmm. Have you listened to a lot of bo-
0: like bobby Womack got a song because i really kind of want to know the year that happened because bobby Womack got a song song called i wish you wouldn't trust me so much <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was referring to with your woman alone <laughs> <He> pro- <laughs> they got married three months after this man died they was already together before this nigga died and this, his, sam cook's death was weird too supposedly he went to a hotel and the lady in the office said he came in the, with a jacket on and no pants and no shirt and tried to attack her. And she shot and killed his ass. That's how Sam Cook died. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah. I was trying to find the part where it talked about his death. But, um, yeah. She And it the family never believed it. They don't know. They don't know exactly what happened. But they don't believe that. Um, They don't believe that it was. It got ruled to justify a homicide. But they don't believe it. Because it wasn't like him. And it's just weird. Like who put on a suit jacket and nothing else <laughs> Hey cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> it is. i it, I've never seen anything about him doing drugs. in his. Um. In his, he could have been, and maybe he was, but yeah. So, how
0: would how would getting pregnant at twelve and fourteen for an Aretha Franklin
1: psychologically impact her? You think? She was. It means that she was exposed to sex at a very very young age, so that could have an impact on just how she views herself, how she views men. Or boys, whatever.
2: I mean,
0: she enamored men in her music. Mm-hmm. Like, in her music, she was like, she was there for a man, mm-hmm. you know? So, I'm thinking that the impact that those things had on her is that it just grew grew a fondness for men yeah. very early.
1: Even if they won not shit, because one of my favorite songs by her is a, uh, what's the name of that song? You're no good, heartbreaker. You're lying, mm-hmm. and you're a cheat. I don't know why I let you do these things to me. A lot of it was her getting fucked over in the music, but still, you know, being loyal to those men. And she, she, her history. She
0: sings "Son of a Preacher Man."
1: She does that. Yes. Okay, she's who I've heard singing. I ain't it's heard. He's on Dusty. the greatest hits Okay. List. I ain't heard Dusty. I heard Aretha. <laughs> Dusty wrote it. <laughs> well, she performed. It so originally. I ain't know nothing about Dusty. I thought I remember her her performing "Son of a Preacher Man." So yes. Um, Son of a clansman <laughs> Son of a clansman um, But it would have She did an um, uh, And I wonder how that Impacted her relationship with her kids She had four boys, she never had a daughter She's, She only had sons uh, One of the sons she did Like I said, he played guitar for her At some point in her career um, This last She was engaged this last time for like forever and they never, she finally called it off in like 2000 and something. I don't remember. Um, I don't know.
0: So we all know about the uh, Patti LaBelle, Aretha Franklin so-called feud.
1: And then Fox News put up a picture of Patti LaBelle because they all of us look alike. So how the fuck you confuse them two? Fox News f- showed a picture I of Patty LaBelle that. when referring <laughs> to Rita. Not only were they enemies, they don't look nothing alike. It's just it's <laughs> white
0: eyes. It's different. You know, some white people look the same to me.
1: Did no nigga look at this it went up and said, "Hey, that's Patty. Don't, I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> I, I can't understand. I can't understand why they did that because they are two prominent celebrities. But you know, yeah. Black eyes is different for black people than white eyes is for white people.
2: I guess.
0: I look at black people and I, I measure them on different terms. You know? It was That's just not racist. That's just
1: how it is. It's just funny to me, but yeah. I've grown up looking at so
0: many black people. I know all the small little distinguishments. I haven't I hadn't been in the face of that many white people. <laughs> now Clearly, I've seen the face of that many white people in yes. movies and TV and all over the place. But... Patty LaBelle put out a warm, heartfelt rest in peace. That's and nice. the article that I read was like, you know, rumors of a feud put the rest. And I'm like,
1: no, no, it's not. That just means she was doing good.
0: It PR? means she won. <laughs> Patty LaBelle won. She has no reason oh, now Jesus. to throw salt. If you have an enemy <laughs> for your whole lives and they die you win ain't no reason to be salty now i don't think it negates the fact that they was salty towards one another the whole time oh,
2: they
1: were have you seen some of them they were shady as fuck to i each saw other. A video where
0: aretha franklin didn't shake her hand walk right on by her and patty labelle was like that didn't happen and aretha franklin was like i was i just know it was a woman with a green coat <laughs> like man, i ain't know that was patty labelle <laughs> like you didn't know that was patty labelle <laughs> But Patti LaBelle and Aretha Franklin were the embodiment of the two old ladies in your church that <laughs> like the same deacon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh Jesus! But I'm, I'm, I'm team Aretha though. I don't like Patty LaBelle. Why you don't like Patty. I don't like Patti LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. She's too Patti blackberry
1: cobbler though. It's delicious.
0: It was delicious.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know, but I don't eat um uh, sweet potato pie, so she just too diva like she is. So. Chris Cuomo on the Cuomo show, Mm -hmm. CNN, he gave a recap of uh, a, I forgot what event it was. It was an orchestra event where Aretha Franklin was there. And the dude who was supposed to perform, who had been practicing for weeks, dropped out an an hour before the show started. Mm -hmm. And they went to her and to get her to do it. And she said, let me hear his version of it. And then he did it. And like he was just talking about that as one of the most precious moments that he's ever, mm-hmm. you know, had, and it just showed her her skill, her talent, her genius. And for some reason, at the end of it, a boy walked up to her and hugged her while she was doing the like final note. You could tell she was like startled, like, Who the fuck is this? and then but she finished the note. But if you were to go watch the video, that's what happened. And it's paddle of a Bell not having her background singers like getting mad at the show and being like, Well, if y'all ain't gonna sing i guess i ain't gonna sing i'm like <laughs> the difference of care and character between the two and not only that but like patty labelle when her little pump. what were they oh the orange pies what they put sweet potato, sweet potato pies pie. when they came out and the dude the flamboyant dude mm-hmm. came out and did reviews on mm-hmm. it and she was like and, and the pies skyrocketed after that oh yeah she ain't want to acknowledge yeah, she was like they ain't got nothing to do with him my pot's just delicious why am doing some good marketing they ain't got nothing to do with that boy like that those are the things that make me say i don't like peddler bell <laughs> i just don't she don't fit into the kind of person that would be in my world i'm surprised that she did one of them sneakers commercials where they was like you acting like a diva right oh, now yeah.
1: yeah
0: i mean she did that but that's what common knowledge that she's like that and she accepts it. I don't like that. Aretha Franklin seemed humble. Well, She's acted in a... Well, I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> throughout the course of her life, she seemed like a humble person. She it was, seemed like she was reactionary to bullshit that Patty LaBelle had going
1: on. She was on Wendy Williams a uh, little before her death. Did you see it? What? No, I didn't see that. So, they, Wendy was asking her who she would like to see play her in a biography about her. <laughs> and Wendy was saying certain things. She was like, uh, no. Like I think with, I, some of the names I'm, I'm just
0: like it's Wendy? already it's Wendy Williams. When you go on the Wendy Williams show, you already on ten for bullshit. You should be. <laughs>
1: if you not, you ain't ready. She suggested Queen Latifah. Why would you think Queen Latifah would do a good job playing? Uh, so you're Franklin? looking for chubby, chubby,
0: light-skinned black women.
1: <laughs> that's that's your marketing strategy. She said Jennifer Hudson, Fantasia. She was like, I can see that, you know. Uh, who? It was somebody else. She said she was like, no.
0: <laughs> but I don't, I don't see why that would be an indicator of her, because Wendy Williams just giving bad suggestions.
1: Yeah, but she wasn't the way you just have to see how she respond her her response to saying no or not them it was real like bitch please but
0: uh aretha franklin had a, like just researching and reading her. like when she died I, I i've never been a fan of aretha franklin like that but i listen to her greatest hits
1: i love aretha franklin i listen to her
0: greatest it sounds way too church her music is way too churchy for because me because
1: she was raised in church i know i know i'm just saying it's still
0: it's still really really churchy so it's like it's a turn off for of me, not because it's churchy, but it's just, maybe because it's churchy, but. <laughs> uh, she was a silent activist in a lot of regards. When Angela Davis was charged with all of this shit, she was charged for mm-hmm. for treason, all that all that shit she was charged for, Aretha Franklin was about to post her bail, $250,000 was her bail. Damn. She was gonna post it uh, against her PR team's advice. She was gonna post it, but she didn't because she was out of the country at the time. Mm. You know, so, when I look at stories like that about Aretha regardless, but I don't have none of that shit with Patti LaBelle. That's why I'm team Aretha in that regard.
1: I'm gonna have to, have I ever shown you got to be real? I'm no. gonna show you. What is that? <laughs> that a song? No, well it is a song, but, so, somebody <laughs> somebody on YouTube is this girl, uh, I I can't remember. I think her name's like Patty La Hale. I'll I'll find it before I leave. So she did dub overs, and so Guys to Be Real was supposed to be like this, um, <laughs> like this. Um, what is it called? The uh, uh, reality show. So she would just take clips of all of these divas but she would dub her own voice or like somebody else's voice that sounds simple so it was Patti LaBelle Aretha Franklin who were always throwing shade that. at these I have <laughs> seen that it's fucking yeah I've seen it <laughs> and she did like I can't I don't know how many episodes but Beyonce Fantasia Rihanna um yeah, I only saw
0: the one with the divas though
1: th- that is this it's all of them in one video mm-hmm. oh I don't yeah remember. all of them is fantasia mariah carey oh yeah i don't know
0: i I saw something but i don't yeah all of them and so (laughs)
1: eventually they like (laughs) they like uh went got separated into teams (laughs) uh it was so fucking funny like she did such a good job and her voice her her voiceovers are amazing like she did a real good job sounding like (laughs)
2: <laughs> the women
1: but if you have not seen it it is called gots to be real but i, I want to say her name is patty lahale on youtube it's so fucking funny and she really like encapsulated this this feud between patty and aretha because they were the two main divas on the show <laughs> and they constantly was talking shit about each other if deon warwick was it <laughs> yeah
0: i remember seeing her They made fun of her smoking. I guess I didn't see all of it.
1: It's so funny. Jesus. Uh, It's so funny. She did such a good job. Everybody was sad when she ended it. She just... Because I can imagine like she had to find the right clips where she could dub over and it looked like they're saying what she's... Like I can imagine that that took a shit ton of time because she just took clips that were already out there in the world of them, and then dubbed her voice over it. So, like the amount of time that she had to put into that shit is admirable because there ain't no way in fuck I could be that dedicated. And then, so for the voices she couldn't do, she had to find somebody because I don't think she she's not the one that did Beyonce's voice. She had somebody else do it, but she did most of the voices. But there were just some I guess she couldn't she couldn't imitate. But that shit is funny as fuck, and it really she did really good with the patty and aretha um shade but rest in peace to aretha franklin uh y'all would be surprised i encourage everybody if you got a favorite like oh soul blues singer look up their life because they they, <laughs> they was out here doing all kind of bullshit that people didn't know about because i when i found that out about sam cook like bobby womack ain't shit you man okay okay you I obviously was fucking around with sam cook's wife That's bad enough. Then you marry her and start fucking around with her daughter. Nigga. (laughs) Like Bobby. Come on now.
0: Really? You can just look at Bobby at Womack album covers and tell he ain't shit. (laughs) I'm just letting you know. He legitimately look like a smug bastard. (laughs) I mean all his album covers look like I just fucked your bitch. (laughs) And now I'm finna sing.
1: It is weird that linda went on to marry his brother and they all worked together but she didn't talk to her i'm sure you didn't talk to you because if my daughter first of all if i shoot a nigga over you trying to get you away from him and then you run off and, and still have contact i might not talk to you no more neither <laughs> so she chose these niggas over her mom like that's just crazy never spoke to her mom again and then you went and married the nigga you already slept with brother this is weird that whole situation that whole situation is really, really weird.
0: So I tried to find out about my family's past when I was driving to my grandma's, mm-hmm. my daddy's house. And my grandma was with me. First road trip I've ever taken with my grandma while I was driving.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She used to drive to take us to go see my daddy in jail. Mm-hmm. And she used to near have panic attacks when there was trucks going by. Mm-hmm. Or transfer trucks whatever. I think I talked about that before. but uh, I was just trying to learn about the f- the development of their relationship. So my grandmama got pregnant with my daddy at sixteen by my granddaddy, who they both lived in the community. Um my my after that my granddaddy, you know, decided to stop messing with my grandmama and started dating her cousin, whom she is he is still married to today. But my step granddaddy came to be a dude that lived down the street and hung out with all of them. You know, like, I just think back, it wasn't none of these, none of this MySpace and all, no real ways to communicate with people outside of your local little community circle, mm-hmm. really, unless you were like a traveler. Mm-hmm. It, I just feel like that just really was how a lot of them old school ass black
1: family dynamics came to be. But I'm talking about the people that had money. Bobby Womack had had access. <laughs> To anybody yeah. else, he <laughs> wanted, and you fuck around My with Sam I Cook. I mean, wife. If you traveling all over the country, yes.
0: and Sam Cook wife in the truck <laughs> with y'all. Yeah, he get groupies, but she there every day for him, not for Bobby. <laughs> tell her, tell her that we all know Bobby is a smug bastard. Oh, okay, gee, we knows. know what Bobby sang about. Sam Cook knew what Bobby sang about.
1: Barbara knew, and still everybody knew what he sang about. I bet Barbara felt like a whole asshole when she found out he was fucking her daughter. Then what? It's like, <laughs> you knew he wasn't shit. Are you really like, surprised? Genuine. She tried to kill him. She shot at him <laughs> and grazed him. <laughs> tried to kill this nigga. She grazed him in the head. They've mm-hmm. been over a little bit more. She have shot his ass in the head.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, <laughs> just if you, I'm telling you, like, I have yet to look up somebody like Bobby Womack or Aretha Frank and not find some shit that make you be like, what?
2: (laughs) Sam Cooke
1: dying by uh, supposedly attacking some woman in a hotel with a a jacket on and nothing and just naked.
2: (laughs) What? Okay.
0: Last week we talked about the uh, the male uh, dancers that will be in the NFL this season. Yes and colin sent me a message that said they thought kneeling players was a problem lol and he sent a picture of this dude with his leg extended all the way through his head (laughs) like this nigga got full extension on that kick better than the women (laughs) and he was like you know me i be live messaging and live emailing the show because he sent me messages sometimes while he when he listening listening oh okay and um he said i sent a couple emails too but i want y'all to talk about omarosa the next show and how she's trying to come home, but we moved, and our address address isn't in the white pages no more. <laughs>
1: we got yes.
0: So we're gonna get into talking about what's going on with this situation. Well,
1: Omarosa, yes, I still say fuck her. This is um, <laughs> this is
0: a real dynamic situation because it comes at the heel of the White House n- not being able to talk about the black people in the in the staff. So. Omarosa started working in the White House Mm -hmm. with one of the highest salaries that you can get Mm
2: -hmm.
0: working in the White House. And she, to her admission of what she believes was supposed to be for, like, black outreach. But, you know, there is a group of black people that have this only me mentality. Like, it ain't really for me to help open the gates for black people. It's for me to close the gates. Mm-hmm. On other black people i I got here, and like yeah. y'all outside, and y'all can stay outside type situation mm-hmm. I feel like that's originally what Omarosa did, and it I was. think that Omarosa was all right with that, yes, so Omarosa being in the White House has apparently recorded over two hundred conversations of All kinds of different interactions in the White House. Mm -hmm. At this point, she has released four videos, not videos, four audio Mm -hmm. tapes. The first audio tape was General Kelly firing her. Okay. The second audio tape was Trump's conversation with her after he fired her. The third conversation was her having a conversation with uh, Katrina Pearson and Lynn, um, Lynn Patton which were other black members of Donald Trump's team about how to manage the fallout from an N-word or uh, tape or spin it. And the fourth one was uh, his son's wife talking to her about her future role on the campaign. Now, this was after she was kicked out of the White House.
1: So basically, like, we gonna bring you back for 2020. Yeah, for you to shut up.
0: Or or maybe for you to bring out this N-tape word in... This nigga tape, nigga, I don't know what I'm saying. This nigga tape Mm -hmm. and to put it to rest. Uh, So the first tape was of General Kelly firing her, Mm -hmm. brought her into the situation room, which it is highly illegal to record in the situation room because of the sensitivity of the information. Now, I don't know if the information in the room has to be sensitive for charges to be placed against her for doing it. Because clearly her firing wasn't sensitive information to the country. Why security. was she
1: brought to the situation? Because I I feel like that's irregular in itself to bring her in there to fire her. The Situation Room is supposed to be for sensitive information, and it's supposed to be like I just it's well, odd to me that that's even where the firing occurred.
0: That well, let me. The prologue to her
1: book explains what
0: she thinks happened. Okay. So. He brought her into the situation room because the plan was to search search her office because okay. they thought she might have had her hands on this tape. Uh, okay. Hope Hicks had been asking her questions about that tape constantly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And she think that, I don't think it's that she thinks, I think the dude who was giving the recap, because I watched the video of the dude reading the prologue. Mm-hmm. He was saying that Hope Hicks was like setting her up with General Kelly and getting closer and closer to figuring out about this tape. And he brought her into the situation room because it was the only place that he would be able to physically hold her and not allow her to leave because there are armed guards at the front of that room at all times.
1: Which again is a situation because that's not what the situation room is for. So like I don't know it'll That's be what I'm saying. Like, like I
0: don't know if the general recording in the situation room is enough to be a problem or what and and apparently they use this honor system in there is these little boxes that you put your phone in mm-hmm. and it's not just so people don't record but it's because some devices when not you know block, when their signal is not blocked can transmit information and communication anywhere mm-hmm. you know so i guess either they're gonna come up with new rules for what it means to record in the situation room and consequences Probably. um or you know they just gonna change up how they do but
1: but they need to change up what they go into the situation room for trying to keep somebody so you can search them is not a good reason
0: and and, and it don't <laughs> sound justified to bring her in there to fire her no and, and that's kind of what it seems like the reason was for but she came into the situation room. General Kelly said there's been some, we heard the tape, there's been some serious vi- uh, concern, ethical concerns or whatever mm-hmm. in, in your behavior as a staffer. Now, that's where the tape ends. What, conti- what they continue to talk about in the room with the lawyers is that she used her government-issued vehicle to attend a baseball game in Washington. That was the violation that he was talking about
1: that is not enough to fire somebody
0: now especially when let me tell you where I wish I was like Omarosa Omarosa has every single receipt that she has ever since she was three (laughs) she has ever had I'm convinced that she is she probably that obsessive that compulsive that she keeps the intense records of everything Mm -hmm. so she said the lawyers was like having this conversation like we got you she was like okay go get my book go get my you know let me go get my like send somebody to go get my my calendar mm-hmm. it turns out that game was the congressional baseball game that was supposed to be honoring the uh, congressman that got shot mm. and she said half of the government was at that game with their government issue vehicles <laughs> and so she said the lawyers at that point said, well, we grasping at straws here. And then he said that you transported your mate in your government issue vehicle. So did they. Yeah, she said everybody transports their mate in the, And And what we found out is that this ain't the first time she worked in the White House. She worked in Bill Clinton's White House before.
2: Mm.
0: I did not know that. Mm. She worked on Al Gore's campaign. She is Deeply aware of the rules regarding these systems, more aware than Trump himself. Exactly, <laughs> and that's supposed to be when she started realizing that following the rules, measuring, monitoring all this stuff was important. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's
1: my only problem with Omarosa.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. done. Let me go through all this. Okay. The second tape she released was of Trump's response, mm-hmm. where Trump was like, "Hey, I heard you leaving. What happened?" And she said, well, General Kelly wants me to leave. Said, y'all want me to leave. And he was like, I don't like that. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. And he was like, damn it. Like, he could not be more transparent in his bullshit of not of knowing that happened than anything else. Like, he literally could have went to General <sighs> Kelly and said, hey, what you doing? Don't, don't do that. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> That would have been simple because Steve Bannon got a lot of flack for people saying Steve Bannon was running the White House. Mm -hmm. You know, so if Trump wasn't in cahoots, that would have been something that he would have came out Mm -hmm. talking shit about instead of just accepting that she was leaving and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That was the second tape. But that like put up the the facade. It showed the facade that Donald Trump was playing. Now, after this, Omarosa got on the interviews trail, because she's trying clearly trying to mark her book, mm-hmm. and she said that you know at the beginning of the campaign there was talks of Donald Trump saying "nigger" on tape mm-hmm. at the Apprentice. We don't know, Um well, mean, we we did we still don't know. But it's people who have come out to verify, like Pen from Pill and Teller, has come out surprised? and said he said a whole bunch of stuff, to, including that.
2: Who's you know? surprised?
1: I mean, it's, um, it's like
0: duh. But she was like. Me and Katrina Pearson and Lynn Patton had a conversation about you know the p- possibility of this of this tape where he saying and you know Katrina Pearson, which is just black by the outside, mm-hmm. you know said that there has never been such conversation never been a conversation like that. I've never had a conversation in in this in this regard with Omarosa
1: why when you <laughs>
0: Boom. Omarosa dropped the tape.
1: Dumbass. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: it is is okay. Hold on. Let's go to the fourth tape. The fourth tape is of uh, Jared. Not Jared but uh, one of Donald Trump's son's wife talking about her role in the campaign. They were going to pay her $180,000 literally just to do nothing really. It would seem like hush money. It seemed like shut up, quit doing all this shit you're doing. And it made a lot of donors mad because that money was money that came from donors that they were feeling to give $180,000 a year to her to do what she was going to do with it. This is classic Omarosa tactics. Omarosa is clearly setting up all these people to say things that they don't know that they recorded saying so you're getting Challenging it, and she discrediting <laughs> the shit out of everybody. Yeah, and now this is right. Omarosa is Omarosa is Donald Trump. Yes, Omarosa is Donald Trump. Yeah. Except
1: She's The than claims he
0: that he made don't have no tape. <laughs> the claims that she making have tape. I mean, when you talk about the narcissism, mm-hmm. when you talk about the recordings, because mm-hmm. Donald Trump said he recorded everything and everybody. When you talk about their need to control Mm -hmm. that was shown on the apprentice omarosa is not a friend
1: to the black community and that's what i was gonna say that's what my problem with her is ricky smiley here in birmingham uh had her on the show i think it was friday thursday or friday and he he called her to task he was like you know don't sit up here and act like you didn't know who trump was before you got this job. And so what she said was her narrative that she's putting out there is I could have been like everybody else and stayed at home, you know, yelling at the TV, being upset or angry, or I could get in the White House and do something about it. So she's trying to make a scene like she is champion for black people when we all know Omarosa does things for Omarosa. If black people somehow gets benefited by, it, okay, but like she is not doing this for anybody but herself. Omarosa then got a book deal she finna be doing hella interviews like Omarosa finna come the fuck up off of this so it's not for us that's my issue with her is that don't act like you give a shit Omarosa like you still ain't coming to the cookout I'm sorry the um
0: uh, it was a tweet that said that Omarosa is the Loki of black people
1: that is very accurate
0: you know she conning your ass constantly ain't shit she saying accurate or true and you might as well plan for it to be a con or a scam but it's relatively entertaining when it's working in your favor yeah. at the moment you know
1: every now and then loki come through for for you but most of the time he's fucking you over and that's what i see with amorosa like so her my only issue, I'm with it. Release the tapes. Make him look bad. I'm with it. But don't act like you're doing this for anything other than for your benefit. And that's what it is. Because y'all are two peas in a pod. The the error in Trump is his narcissism and thinking that nobody's smarter than him. Not recognizing that Omarosa was him on a higher level. And, and trusting her with all of the access. He's the reason why she has these tapes because he's the one who gave her access to all these different people and all this different information because he is so narcissistic that he cannot foresee somebody outsmart him because he thinks he's the smartest thing in any room all the time. And so what she's done is fuck him all the way over. At his, He did this.
0: And it wouldn't surprise me if knowing who he was from the beginning that she knew that she was gonna get some good shit. Oh yeah.
2: I absolutely just like,
0: believe
1: that she went in there and was like, I'm gonna record the fuck out of like, I- <laughs> the first time she heard some fuck shit. I'm sure she was like, okay, <laughs> this is my escape plan. Let me just go ahead and start recording shit. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't
0: even think it was let me go ahead and start recording shit. I feel like once Donald Trump called her and said, I want you in the White House, her first Google search was best ways to record things <laughs> in private <laughs> environments. Yeah. And she watched YouTube videos on how to record. <laughs> and she went and researched all the equipment. I mean, the day, the minute after she hung up, she was like, oh, hell yeah, best recording shit. Yeah. You know, because I just think that was a part of her plan. And now what she's trying to sell to people, because now she need to be seen as some kind of martyr or something, or that she did something for a noble purpose
1: for a larger larger group.
0: Now she's out here making it, trying to make it seem like she was always a champion. Just for release
1: her. the tapes, Omarosa, and shut the fuck up. Like, you I don't know she need gonna, all If she that. got
0: 200 tapes, it's going to take it's gonna take a year for all of these tapes it to come is.
1: out. And that's fine, but, like, in the meantime, you can keep this you champion for black people shit, because I mean, don't you know, nobody buy it. She going to do what she do. It's unnecessary. Like, I, I feel like people still listen to the tapes. People still want to hear what she has. You ain't got to say you're a champion for us, because we know better. Anybody with well, any common sense know better. Well,
0: that's where I, I have to say that man, you take how much common sense we have for granted. Omarosa ain't talking to me and you, red. Omarosa talking to the people that hate Trump so much that they will listen to anybody with brown skin who say Trump is racist. Yeah, who will put out a, a book exposing Trump for you know the things that we already knew about him anyway. But most of the book is about her life. It ain't even about the white house it's like she sprinkle white house like i'm i'm willing to say Omarosa is damn near genius if she ain't one like iqy oh yeah like she is an intelligent Barry. ass motherfucker she is charismatic as hell oh these she interviews is attractive. are amazing
1: her interview skills amazing like she came out on <laughs> that bitch came. can interview
0: <laughs> I couldn't think Jesus. of the Daily, Stewart, the Daily Show dude name.
1: Trevor Noah.
0: There we go. Okay. Trevor Noah. She
1: came out
0: and she sat in the chair and she said, I don't think the chair was ready for this jelly. Like, to me, that's like the Hillary Clinton pandering hot sauce. Is Pandering. Yeah, it's like, pandering. like a
1: motherfucker. And i see her like, she's
0: smart, but I see through that shit. You ain't finna low key my ass out here. <laughs> like,
1: I. She don't even. I, can't even imagine her sounding right Saying that like Omarosa saying that Is like somebody white saying it like I feel Like it would have the same impact where I would Just be like girl just sit your ass In the chair and, and do this interview. She's saying Shut what she's, up.
0: she's Saying what she's saying right She's saying how she say it Right it, it sounded it sounded Natural it would just make sense Coming from somebody else
1: You know what I'm saying I, I have to watch it I can't imagine Her saying it and me being i just feel like it would sound off because her voice and the and only the way reason she it sounded presents... off because it was her yeah that's what i'm saying it, though it, it, like <laughs> what i'm saying is
0: psychologically anybody else who would have said that that wasn't Omarosa yeah exactly how she said it would have been normal and funny <laughs> but because it's Omarosa saying the same thing the way she said it psychologically she shouldn't have said it in my head it didn't sound right yeah you know what i'm saying. So I don't think it's gonna sound right to you either. I don't even think it sounded right to Trevor Noah. Probably not. You know what I'm saying? And Trevor Noah was like, "I would not believe you if you did not have the tapes. <laughs> I, I just wouldn't believe it all. Like it it seems preposterous the stuff that you're saying, but like lo and behold, you have tapes. And you know she go talk about you know being a black person. I know that you know you know she's just going to the whole black thing about how black people gonna get. She she got railroaded. You know, and I don't think it's because. Well, I think her being black definitely impacts how she was handled. Clearly, yeah. that happened with everybody in America, mm-hmm. so she wouldn't be excluded because I, I don't think she her black her blackness ain't used right. Mm-mm. But she General Kelly never wanted her there.
1: Yeah.
0: Ever. Mm-hmm. You know. And but he
1: was right though.
0: <laughs> like again, yeah, he wasn't right. He wasn't right because of this. What do you mean? This don't make him right. How does it not make him right? Because he wasn't making that decision based on the fact that he thought she might record 200 tapes. (laughs) You know, he was probably doing it based on the fact that she's unqualified. He was probably doing it based on the fact that he know her personality. It's too much like Trump. Before he got there, there was already ideas that she was bringing Trump bullshit into Mm -hmm. the Oval Office, which is why he ended up being mad about stuff so much. So he came in and he cut off her access to Donald Trump. Yeah, And she dealt with her access She dealt with that access being cut off And then I guess she just wasn't useful At all Doing shit like going to get her wedding pictures Took in the damn white house Like all the shit that she was doing that was frivolous It was clearly that she was just like Having a field day in the white house Just on a field trip for four years If she would have lasted that long yeah. And I just General Kelly is a, 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 a He strategizes and he she wasn't a part of the strategy so i ain't gonna say her being black had something to do with this and i can't say that this is the reason that he was right with his assumption his early assumption was right and why she shouldn't have been in the white house She like she never should have been in the white house but then again trump should have never been in the white house and subsequently if trump wasn't in the white house she would have never been in the white no, house so because this nobody would else
1: happened. would have brought her in
0: you know but but this is what's happening right now he's being exposed and you know what this is this is the thing Omarosa, from this moment, she going to have to become a fucking Angela Davis to change some of that. Like, if up to this point, up to this point, she's been pandering to white America, mm-hmm. and now she's going to pander to black America like she got to do something. she got to sacrifice. This ain't a sacrifice. This wasn't a sacrifice. This, this has brought her more press and more financial stability with these book deals.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think that she is capable.
0: She gonna have to sacrifice something.
1: Sacrifice and narcissism kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that she can do it.
0: She's going to do something very, she gonna do something within the next few years to anger the black community. Yeah. Like when her book shit go down and another book coming out, something else is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Now there's some things I know about Omarosa. I didn't know she was engaged to Michael Clark Duncan I when didn't he died. I not know that
1: either. That's a weird coupling. I wouldn't put
0: them together. I I didn't know that she worked. I did not know that she had worked in Bill Clinton's White House, Mm -hmm. which is odd because Democrat. I don't know she worked on Al Gore's campaign, which is odd because you know, Democrat, that just showcases how much she thrives off of that power. Mm -hmm. It shows how much that Trump thrives off of that power. It both of them thrive off of leverage. And that's one of those things that went on in the apprentice. Mm -hmm. that one of the problems that she had in that show but she is not invited to the cookout
2: hell no Uh,
0: if i find out that you finna take her plate from the cookout you can't come back to the cookout fucking right she got a lot to show and a lot to prove for you know me to accept her being at the cookout while i side eye her snub her and wait for her to you know bring the fbi to the cookout to get your cousins that sell
1: drugs no ribs for amarosa Hashtag no <laughs> real time. She ain't.
0: She okay. ain't. She ain't. Out. But you know what? This shit is entertaining as hell to me. Oh hell yeah! Watching her interviews, mm-hmm. seeing how people are responding to it, seeing Republicans act like Ray Charles in this Sorry. situation right now, <laughs> seeing the Trump family scramble. Um, but I'm interested to see if they re- legitimately like have you know, charges that they can bring up against her for, for this situation. I feel like if she thought she could, she wouldn't. She also didn't sign the NDA. She didn't sign the non-disclosure agreement that they say everybody signed in the White House for Trump. She said she didn't sign it. And now they holding her wedding photos hostage. Everything that she had in her office, they said the only way that she can get them back is to sign this draconian style non-disclosure agreement. And she's she's refusing to. But they holding all the shit that she left. Can they hold her stuff? Probably not, but it's I the don't government, think that's so legal. They can do whatever it wanna do.
1: You can't hold somebody's shit till they sign a non-disclosure. Yo, yo, Wendy's
0: life. manager can't. But your <laughs> goddamn General Kelly. Like, people His first name might as well be General. <laughs> <laughs> General <laughs> Kelly can. <laughs> Jeez, you know man. what I'm saying? That's what's happening. So i it's entertaining, but I don't trust Omarosa. I don't like Donald Trump. Mm-mm. General Kelly, all you know, he's respect for your service, but you know, he's just been he been caught telling lies and saying shit that I don't agree with, and, and doing some fuckery himself. That's like what Donald Trump brings. That was that's what the Donald Trump diminishes you to. You know what I'm saying? Like Donald Trump is the dude who when you pull up to the bank run out with a mask and a bag with money falling out of the bitch. (laughs) And whether you like it or not, you are complicit in his bullshit. (laughs) It don't matter who you are. Donald Trump bringing you down with him. So, sorry anybody that's been in his circle that could have otherwise been an honorable person. You did that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Decision you made to have power and access. And if you... Like, I imagine these people think their career is going to be solidified after this shit. Yo if you want to write some books about the white house that it will, but do ain't nobody going to want you in a situation. But you know, every time that like, there's a lot of movies where there are always people that justify the bullshit that a government put out of for course. whatever reason. So at one point she going to say, and Sarah Sanders in 20 years, going to have a book out and she's going to say, yeah, we, we told a lot of lies. We covered <laughs> up a lot of shit, you know, but I was serving my country and doing the best that I could do for my country oh, at the time. That's, that's just how it's gonna be. Stupid. Like scandal ain't scandal ain't really uh, that shit ain't fake. <laughs> I mean, the stories are fabricated, but the the gist of scandal, from my perspective, the show is about the lengths that people in power are willing to go mm-hmm. to maintain power. And that's what the show is about. It's showing how far people are willing to go. Mm-hmm. To keep that power. So, Omarosa, you know, do what you do. Put out <laughs> some more tapes. I'm with it. Um,
1: did you see the video of the white man in the airport?
0: I did. I had that on my list.
1: What the fuck? So, a white man, there's a video, if y'all haven't seen it. It's a clip of a white guy resisting Jeffrey Epstein that's his name he must be Jewish resisting the the police Uh, I think I saw I heard like uh, people who were there said that he had been being an asshole basically since he got to the airport and so it came a point where security was called and they were trying to arrest him and he was resisting and he started yelling about how they were hurting him and you're treating me like a fucking black person you're treating me like a black. so here's my issue. Okay. White people act like they ray Charles to, you know, how black people are treated differently than them. But here in this instance, he recognizes it because he wants it to help him. <laughs> so does that mean that you recognize it all the time? So sometimes when y'all are saying that we making shit up Well, I don't think he can speak for all the white people. No, he people can't, though. but I feel like a lot of them because i feel like even he would say that black people were being dramatic and blah 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 but and when it come to him finna get his ass whooped and they weren't even listen the police were not even beating they were he was resisting they had him on the ground he wouldn't be still they couldn't get the cuffs on him like it wasn't even a excessive force situation like they actually were treating him very nicely in comparison
0: did you hear his response
1: to oh to the out Mm -mm. what did he say?
0: He said that he was trying to prove a point about police of excessive force.
1: Man, the fuck out of here, nigga.
0: If you're <laughs> going to do this to a white doctor who's 59 years old for doing nothing, then why would black people trust you? He told a television news outlet. And F- then e.
1: this is exactly what I was saying about Almarosa. Don't try to use us. Just don't do that. I hate when people do that. Nigga, who believe that? What's now, his last name, Mister Epstein, Doctor Epstein? You need more people.
0: Now listen. <laughs> during the inci- during the incident, <laughs> he was calm until they told him that he can't get on the plane, and then he got belligerent. That's when they got the video of him, you know, putting out. Well, don't
1: they don't they tell us not to be belligerent, that resisting arrest? Like he should have just he should have just been calm and let them do their job, and they wouldn't have to put, slam him to the floor.
0: Now let me tell you what he was charged with. Battery of a law enforcement officer. Okay. He's resisting arrest. He was trespassing after warrant. Oh, after a warning. Okay. Disorderly conduct. Yes. And possession of cannabis. Wait a he minute. He had a bag of weed with him. Wait a minute. He had a bag of weed <laughs> at was the not airport with him.
2: That. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> <Huh>? What?
1: <laughs> he had a bag of what? <laughs> Dr. Epstein
0: He had a bag of weed Sir
1: <laughs> That's why you fight find so exactly. hard He want them search them bags
0: Exactly This dummy ha
1: <laughs> that's what it was so don't act like you was champion it was for not, black people she was not championing black people you didn't want nothing to find this weed you had on you sir this
0: man was committing
1: crimes and, and
0: that the craziest lose thing his but that and that's the thing why that's how you know it is bullshit. because why the hell would you have a bag of weed on you and intentionally create a disturbance to bring a highlight to <laughs> Black uh police to how police officers treat black people. You wouldn't, and you yeah, and you wouldn't. <laughs>
1: you wouldn't do that. That's what I'm, Don't be trying to use black folks when you got some bullshit going on, sir. You resisted arrest because you didn't want them to find your weed. Because you knew that you were not in one of these states where you could have it. And even if you are in a state where you could have it, you can't travel with the shit. You're not supposed to have no damn weed in no airport, sir. It Even if you're in California or Colorado, you can't travel out of the state with that shit. Dr. Epstein. <laughs> wow. Both just be lying, <laughs> nigga. I wanted to bring light to the way that black nigga. You wanted to, to to keep them from finding your dime bag that you had in your suitcase. But I wonder where he was going. That he <laughs> he was like, let me get make sure I got my weed so I could toke Mate, up when I get there. You know, people never been able to fly with weed. <laughs> you know, I. They never don't, will be
0: able to. Why, why don't you just go with the normal tactic <laughs> of, of getting, flying down to where you're going and go find a local weed man? <laughs> well, these days, depending on where you're going, you can just go to the weed shop. Yeah. But either way, you... You can't travel with it. have strategies by how you go find weed. You, can't you can go to websites that'll let you, direct you to where you can go to get weed when you touch down in their city. Yep. And this man out here using black people for leverage in his own path <laughs> Like, he literally used black people as a scapegoat. Like, he ain't doing
1: nothing but white manning. That's like what? Yes. There's nothing new with that. No. Nope. Wow. Dr. Epstein finna just be Mr. Epstein. They're gonna take that damn license. That's another, re- again. For what? You, not only are you a doctor, you can't get arrested for using a, a legal substance that that alters your mind and be a doctor? I would assume, can you? You can't get caught at work (laughs) with high. You know what I'm saying?
0: If that's the case, doctors will be drug tested. Ain't no doctors in this country drug
1: tested. That don't mean until that. Until they do something. Is it, but that don't mean that. It's, so, it's a lot of people who, who smoke weed that's not supposed to because they don't get drug tested. That doesn't mean that it's okay for them to I be I ain't saying it's okay,
0: it. but you saying he gonna lose his license. Yeah. I'm saying that the people who would determine whether he loses his license or not ain't gonna make take his license away because he had some weed at the airport. Or because he smoked weed. It don't even matter. I don't think they're going to take it. I don't think they take his license because he smoked weed. What okay. about doctors who were in California? And doctors in Colorado?
1: He is. Was he in California? No, I'm just saying. I think that... Like, <laughs> well, that don't even mean... Because like, the federal government... If you work for the federal government, even if you in one of them states, you still can't be tested for weed. So that doesn't mean just because he's in one of those states that who he works for doesn't still have those rules in place. Because they get, they don't have to allow you. You can smoke weed, but that don't mean that they have to allow you to work there doing so. Like It's not automatic even if you're in California or Colorado. Because the federal he, government, you still can't do it. He might get fired from where he
0: work at, but he's not going to be unable to practice, I don't think. He might be fired because of how it looked. And how it would impact so the black if, people that if, come to his So what if place. they
1: found crack on him? Would they take his license for that? So like any mood altering drug you can take and not get your license taken?
0: I think one thing that we starting to see in our society with weed is that even though the laws are still in place, it's like interracial marriages in <laughs> Alabama. That shit's still illegal in the books like a motherfucker. But ain't nobody getting arrested for it. You know, I think that's what's happening with weed just because in some parts of the country it is legal. You know what I'm saying? And even though on the books it's illegal, unlawful, and problems, the only people is really still causing problems for is black folks.
2: I guess this man things. is
0: gonna be fine. Until he move to Inslee, start wearing a do-rag, and selling dime bags out of his fucking uh, square body something.
2: He'll
0: uh, be fine. <laughs> 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 you know that he's not the kind of people that this shit gonna well, that consistently cause
1: problems for. You can do drugs and be fine and still be able to practice. Shit, they had a whole show about it. House. Oh yeah. <laughs> that nigga was a drug addict. Pete, everybody knew it. Everybody that worked there knew it. Pete, not well, exactly. His well, patients did. That's, know.
0: That, that's <laughs> all that matters. That's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? You think you think that the secrets that doctors have that the, the outside world don't know about, the best doctor in the world might go beat his meat in the bathroom after every surgery. What the And fuck? everybody what? know what he do. But you know what? Why? Nobody gonna say nothing. Why would you...
1: Why would that be sample? <laughs> it could be anything.
2: <sighs>
0: they could do anything. They... You know, clearly... I mean clearly dancing while your your patients is wide open ain't a good thing. But didn't
1: they take her?
0: Yeah, they took her license. So there are things that you can do that will cause you those problems, but doctors have a lot of secrets. And they coworkers ain't gonna tell us about their secrets as long as they ain't killing nobody. <laughs> Unfortunately somebody gonna die for them to have it taken away.
2: Look at did you see his mind shot? Yeah.
1: That nigga look like he do other drugs. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: That's just a really really bad Bad mugshot
1: I mean
0: <laughs> I mean right here he just looked like Harrison Ford
1: He does not look like Harrison
0: Ford He looked like Harrison Ford from The Fugitive <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that don't look like Harrison Ford from The Fugitive It's closer to that but... It made him look rough <laughs> He just got he. The problem is he got them bulldog cheeks He does that's terrible. He got them cheeks where you can hide stuff on the inside flaps. <laughs> like uh, oh, what was the uh, what was the dog name? The Hanna Barber dog that talked like a butler.
1: Oh um,
0: it wasn't no droopy or nothing. Like
1: that. I
0: know he's something. I can't think of it. That's who he looked like <laughs> <laughs> on this picture. The picture you got. He looked like looked like he need to get shot by the police
1: oh he said i'm a conservative republican i'm a trump guy but until the police fix this problem i don't blame black people for getting upset when they get arrested dr epstein stop lying <laughs> oh my god stop
0: lying bro all your republican friends finna leave your ass <laughs> <laughs> like i can't believe he's saying that i'm letting this black lives matter doctor work on me <laughs> thought he was a republican and a
1: friend but okay so what happens if people do get upset and they start contacting his board that he gonna get fired license? from his job <laughs> no not the hospital what if they contact the board the licensing board and and he get a bunch of complaints about you know him smoking weed <laughs> the old
0: listen what i have been conditioned because me not you yet, but I operate on a board
2: mm-hmm.
0: by a board standards mm-hmm. what I have been taught to understand is that they are seeking to determine whether I'm competent or not mm-hmm. They don't care what the community's response to whatever's happening with me is. they either think that I'm if I'm if whether I'm competent or not like this is subject like w- what about this situation if if, if this was me, what could they call on my board and, and and could say to the board that would make them say, well, he don't need to practice then.
1: Concern about him if smoking cannabis while he's doctoring. But we don't
0: have, but this don't ain't no evidence that he's smoking cannabis while doctoring.
1: But there's evidence that he's smoking cannabis. <laughs> so much so that he had to take it with him. Well, I don't think
0: concern, unless they call him and say that he was high when he was doing my procedure. That's different than I have concerns that he may be high sometimes. That 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 ain't gonna make a board say I'm taking your license away. My board ain't gonna say because the community got fears of what I might do. Okay, so what happens if you
1: get a DV charge?
0: If I get a domestic violence charge,
1: didn't have nothing to do with the community, and it didn't mean that you're not good with your clients. It- it depends on if
0: it's reported to the board or not.
1: But I'm saying, if you had a DV charge and somebody reported it to the board, that you had it, like maybe the person that you committed the DV against.
0: <laughs> if I had a domestic violence charge, I really think it would have, it, it makes a difference whether the charge was accumulated before or after I was licensed.
1: I'm, this is after your license.
0: This is after I'm licensed. Like
1: if you, tomorrow. I
0: think they're going to make their own subjective determinations about it. Because I know a therapist who. Um, who has a felony charge? Who had this felony charge before he went to school and before he became a therapist? And he had to turn in all of his documentation revolving around that situation.
1: But that's different.
0: Including if the classes that he went to, including the things that showed that whatever issue he had, he overcame.
1: I feel like it's different if it was before, though. Like, I know of a situation where this exact thing is going on, and the person who is the uh, abuser in the domestic violence situation is like scrambling to to not get this charge to go through or get it on uh, lowered to a lesser charge so like i'm saying if you the you've already got your license you've been practicing and you get a db charge not prior to you doing this i think what the board
0: would tell you to do i think they would have me go through training I think they would have me do whatever I'm supposed to do to recover from that thing. And then I think they will assess whether I've done enough to have my license back or not.
1: So they would suspend your license? You said it'll have it back.
0: Maybe they will suspend it. Maybe they will revoke it. You know, they would do something where you can't practice.
1: And that's what the con- this person's concerned. They and so now it's so stupid but but
0: but that's with that's with an
1: actual charge and proof of having done that thing but it ain't to none of her like none of the clients are impacted by it this is in her personal life this is somebody she was living with that she put her hands on and didn't have anything to do with it. her clients is nothing happened well I with guess them. The, the way I would discern the two is that your personal
0: um personal involvement of whatever you're doing or smoking don't have like as a therapist if you are, are abusing people that intersects with what you're trying to supposed to be helping people do so i assume that board is going to be so much more intentional about how they let you practice in that field considering the behaviors that you are are, are given versus somebody who smoke in their spare time with smoking it's something that you can do in a reasonable enough time that you don't go to work high the next day
1: what if he test pot what if they decide to drug test him because
2: it is
0: <laughs> well you know that that's where it goes back into the subjectivity that has come along with where we are changing with substances there's a lot of people that you're going to test and going to have weed in your system because it's staying there for a week mm-hmm. you know the question becomes at the points that because because of how our body processes it, it's in your system that don't mean you're still high, you know. So I think all of that has been taken into consideration of how courts deal with uh, weed, uh, of how jobs deal with weed.
1: I just feel like when you're a doctor,
0: <laughs> it should be a little. The standard
1: should be a little higher. So you're a doctors what it
0: is. doctors should not be allowed to smoke weed even in states where weed is legal. Yeah. No I, doctor can I not
1: want my doctor's No doctors <laughs> can do any
0: recreational drugs. I wouldn't well, what, want if, them what to? if they drink too much every night?
1: I would they, they don't need to do that shit either. <laughs> like So what you are saying
0: is that there are positions in this society that we have that because of what they do in that position, they should not have access to some mind of the that altering do substances to en- enjoy D- yeah, like no. even though we have evidence that there are mind altering substances that once those substances are out of your system, they won't impact performance
1: but that so what you're saying though is that you you're assuming that everybody is going to say okay i got to do a surgery on friday so i'm gonna make sure i I smoke on monday like that's not how addiction works it's not how people smoke like you in order for that to make sense he would have to be conscious of the fact that he got to have so many days before he won't be impacted by this before he does a surgery or before he does like i don't think that people who smoke i don't think they they <laughs> take those things into consideration I like i don't
0: i don't think a bulk of people who smoke are addicted to the substances that they smoke when it's marijuana i think that it's very possible for a lot of people to be addicted to it mm-hmm. but i think that a lot of people do it recreationally in the sense that the
1: recreation that they do is akin to drinking is akin to i would but i'm i don't want my doctor drinking the, the night before my surgery either like i don't i don't need that i need you to be focused because when you open me up and close me up i want to be alive at the end of this like I, <laughs> so is it
0: okay for is it okay for the people who would be counseled by you the next day after you drank that previous night it'll be okay for them to say i don't want you drinking the night before because i want you to be focused on the stories i'm finna tell you and be in the right mind to be able I wouldn't to get
1: upset about that i don't even but i to drink not, anyway would
0: you not drink yeah. in the times that you would knowing that you work the next day
1: i don't so I'm not the right person to ask that question because drinking is not, I have my own issues with drinking in, in general. So if somebody asked me not to drink, it ain't gonna be a big deal. It's not. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I really wanna have a drink. It's not gonna be that way. So like, I wouldn't care because I'll barely drink as it is. I don't even, when is the last time I had a drink? I don't even know, I don't drink a lot. So for me, that would not be a, a issue. It wouldn't be something hard. It wouldn't be something that I'd be like, I wanna do this recreationally and I should be able to do it recreationally and, and my job shouldn't matter. It wouldn't bother me. But do you think
0: therapy, the way that you're talking about doctors, do you think therapists, being a therapist is another feeling which if somebody do drink every night, that is our request to say, you know, I don't want my, I don't want my therapist doing nothing that will alter their mind even if it's temporary, if they're going to deal with it. No, the No, because next
1: day. How, I've had a hangover. I can't imagine trying to actually do therapy with a hangover. Like I know you haven't had one before. You, it's, you feel like shit. Like focusing on what somebody's saying in a way that you're going to be able to do your job would be difficult. Like loud is is hangovers are horrible. So no, I don't think that's an unreasonable request. Having experienced the hangover, I I can't imagine drinking tonight, getting drunk, and then getting up in the morning and trying to go listen to somebody at nine o'clock come in to tell me about something that's going on with them. I'm not gonna be present. I'm not I'm going to hear them and I'm going to do my best but I will not be present for real hence you would be
0: okay with the board getting community reports about therapists and or doctors or any position that have a board saying that they're concerned about them smoking and drinking or doing these things and for those licenses to be suspended
1: not based just on what the person is saying but I'm saying like with the the we if you could Doctors can be drug tested just like everybody else can be drug tested. Just like if you work for the federal government, there are jobs where you don't even deal with human lives that drug test. You get drug tested for you can work at fucking Sonic and all you're doing is flipping burgers. Like, If those positions get drug tested and people cannot be able to get a job that they need at Burger King or somewhere because of it, I don't understand why it would be unreasonable for somebody that actually does work, where they have people's lives in their hand to not get drug tested if you gonna drug test people who ain't really doing shit, why would they not be drug tested i don't understand why that <laughs> it doesn't even make sense to me for the <laughs> flipping burgers I, I could flip some burgers with a hangover probably yeah know, I, they'd be you know i don't i don't agree
0: i don't agree i guess
1: i haven't had people we have a program at my job that help people find jobs. And they have not been able to find jobs because they're drug te- They ain't been able to find like simple fucking jobs. First off,
0: drug tests are exclusionary criteria. It's, it ain't really to determine your ability to do the job. Yeah. It So that they have something on you. Well, my daddy uh, was working at Bluebird Bus Company. He said that, you know, when they had a downsize, they just drug tested people. And drug testing was to to fire people based on the drug test and for them to not have to give them no money behind it. That, that's leverage. That's what drug, that's what drug tests are. But you know, I just don't see there being a reason. I just need to know that my doctor is in his right mind at the time of doing the surgery or doing whatever he's doing.
1: But how are you going to know? that? Again, you're assuming that doctors well, how, are going to take the time to make sure that they don't smoke before a surgery. Well, that's the discernment. That's the discernment in that is not whether my
0: doctor can have that. Is whether my doctor is responsible or irresponsible. I don't want no irresponsible doctor even if he don't do none of that shit. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, never, and, yeah. and a doctor that is responsible, I would assume, wouldn't do that shit. And would hence make more appropriate decisions for me in the time that is needed. An irresponsible doctor who don't smoke and who don't drink, but who also don't wash his hands enough. I don't want to fuck with him neither. So I just want a responsible doctor, and I assume a responsible doctor. If he drank and smoked the night before, he will know to have done it in a time where he can get to work and not have a situation where he is still impaired. You know. So that's just how I look at it. Like I feel like people can do those things and be responsible in their in their roles and in responsibilities. Okay. That's just me. But either way, ain't no way to monitor that. There's plenty of doctors who do shit they ain't got no business doing and come and poke your ass anyway. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like It's really no way to measure that. I just like for the people who do it to be responsible
1: with it. Doctors and nurses account for one of the highest rates of addiction among professionals. Of course. They got access to it. (laughs) Exactly. What's that's the that problem,
0: I'm saying. I. That's why I say- There are irresponsible doctors and nurses that
1: have that, that end up addicted, and there are other ones who are not. But you you know how you distinguish between them? Drug test them. <laughs> drug test them. And then you would get rid of the irresponsible nurses and doctors because they're going to fail their drug test. But I can assure you that, I can assure you that they're
0: going to fail for opiates. They're not going to fail for weed. And if they do fail for weed, I'm inclined to believe that a boar ain't gonna call the weed that they fell for addiction versus the opiates that they fell for addiction. And like I said, that the way that weed is being perceived is just shifting in our in our. I society. guess you.
1: I would need to see the uh, policies of, of the hospital that they were in.
0: What I'm saying, this ain't the place
1: Dave Chappelle worked
0: at in Half Baked. I'm saying <laughs> this is, like they don't have access to b- bricks of weed <laughs> you know what I'm saying True. as doctors and, and nurses they True. got access to all that other shit
1: they do have access to that but people who do other shit smoke weed too of course of course they smoke weed but if you telling me they failed a drug test for
0: weed opiates heroin all this other stuff then this is a different conversation but if we just talking about weed I'm just seeing how the courts is handling it now. I'm seeing how the schools is handling it. You know what I'm saying? When
1: when kids, you know, when they know kids are smoking. Uh, uh, it's but just now, changing. The t- kids is different. If a teacher got found out that they were smoking weed, would they fire the teacher? Teachers have been fired for that before. They don't drug test teachers. The
0: only way they will find out is if they, the only way they would find out is if, if it was a report that they was doing it. They would ask them and it'll be just like uh Atlanta. When, they, when she asked uh, Zazie Beat's character, mm-hmm. what's her name in the show? Van. When they asked, she asked Van, do you smoke weed? The lady said, well, we don't really give a damn if y'all smoke weed, but you have an admission of smoking it, so you're fired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's like that kind of situation. Because they don't have a system in place by which you can be fired, because they don't drug screen, then they can't they can't fire you because of it.
1: Again, I just, I, again, it just boggles my mind that people that have job, like a job that impacts our children don't get drug tested, but the nigga making my burger. The nigga cooking my food. <laughs> so, like that doesn't make any sense. Why are you drug testing them? Because if you're not gonna a, drug test these people that actually have an impact because, on society, listen, why are you drug testing Burger drug King workers? Because drug tests
0: are for leverage. We have seen no bigger instance of that than trying to drug test welfare recipients for the funds that they're going to receive. We have seen no bigger instance of it than that. It's just about how to continue to subjugate groups of people that you want
1: to isolate out because of that. Well, I wasn't against the drugs. Only because where you get the money to buy drugs from, even if it's weed? But see,
0: you you thinking like the white people that started <laughs> the, the thing. Let me tell you what the results showed. There was no state that started that testing that tested higher than 8% of people that was on, on drugs. Okay. None of them. Which means that the state spent more money testing people who passed their drug test then they would have just paid out of they pay. So it cost them more to test people because it was based on the faulty premise that if you get
1: government assistance, you must be doing drugs. No, that's not, so my, the way that I was looking at it was not if you give government assistance, you must be using drugs as opposed to if you're using drugs, maybe you shouldn't be getting government assistance. Well, no, because that would that would
0: indicate that what was important to the government was that we want to stop drug use in the community but these systems were trying to
1: pull back money
0: from the community for
1: this. They were this this but was it didn't work obviously because everybody wasn't it. but okay so it they they what they wanted didn't work. But what I would have wanted to see from that did. It the people who are doing drugs but receiving government assistance don't need to be receiving government assistance. That would have been my goal in doing that. It would never have been to exclude or assume that everybody receiving government assistance is doing drugs because they're not. But the ones that are.
0: Then what somebody like you would have done first is you would have researched the prevalence of substance use in recipients mm-hmm. to determine how many of those recipients are actually using substances before you spent state money to test people assuming that they were already using those substances because they want government funding mm-hmm. that's the difference between what you saying versus what these governments did mm-hmm. and that's why i'm saying that is a, a prime example of how they were using substances as leverage to try to get money back not to actually figure out who is actually using drugs because if that was the case, they could have did the research first and then guaranteed they was going to get money back. But that white American way of thinking is if you broke and if you get government assistance, you must be on drugs. Mm-hmm. But the thing that they don't really take into account is that a lot of people who are on government assistance have jobs. A lot of people who are on government assistance have jobs, that drug test. They just don't pay enough. hmm. For you to not be on government assistance and be able to maintain your lifestyle out here, so I'm just, I'm just, you know, creating a creating a parallel for that in the terms of drug tests are used for that out here, drug tests are used for that with the government. Drug tests are not used to really figure out who is using drugs and who is conscious, because if that was the case, then they would be doing it with doctors they would be doing it with nurses they, they would be doing be, it with teachers. Point. they would be doing it everybody <laughs> they're they not doing it with any of those positions they absolutely need to did you know calera elementary you heard anything about that Mm-mm. turns out that there's a teacher and a foster care advocate who had foster children uh just got arrested for having uh, child porn and this is those of you listening this is a county that i work in and so, like, this is really shaking up some of my foster kids and foster Jesus. parents. Well, yeah. Because the foster kids are seeing this foster parent who they have foster parents that they trust and has built trust with them. But this foster parent, he was doing stuff that he shouldn't have been doing. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's what they need to be trying to figure out. God. <laughs> with these parents. Like, you can smoke weed if you want to, but
1: do not have child porn. I think all of those positions need to be drug tested. I would not be opposed to having drug tests doing what I do. I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be like, I should be able to smoke weed and shouldn't fucking matter. I wouldn't be upset about it. I wouldn't either. But I, I think that the positions where you have an impact on people's lives, whether it's through being a doctor, being a therapist, being a teacher, fuck. Like, I, Should be drug tested.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have a problem with it either, but that is also akin to my situation with the NFL. I don't have a stake in the race. I don't smoke a drink. So
1: I do drink, but I still wouldn't give a fuck. Like I, <laughs> because again, I've had a hangover. Trying to operate when you have a hangover is extremely difficult. Like you just want to sleep until well, it until it much. goes away, huh? You drink too much. Yeah. Well, I was.
0: I would assume that somebody who did it responsibly would not drink too much and would not have a hangover the next day and would be able to function properly.
1: Yeah. But those people, I can't, I don't, they they can test for alcohol, but I think it's the same as like the amount, like if you got pulled over, you can drink responsibly and get pulled over as long as you're not above 0.07. It's the same thing. So it's not that you wouldn't be able to drink. You just wouldn't be able to drink in excess drinking daily in excess drink but just don't drink in excess i haven't had a hangover and that's all i'm
0: saying like the level of responsibility that comes along with doing those things when Mm -hmm. you are in a position of importance the the question should be can you do this thing over here and it not at all intersect with this thing over here Mm -hmm. if you are a person that can achieve that then i don't have no problem with it
2: well
1: what happens to the people who can't you're going to assume everybody can the by not drug testing people. The people that can't exist anyway. The people that can't exist anyway. But I'm saying the drug, t- you can exist, but don't, you You shouldn't be allowed to still do what you do. By not drug testing anybody, you're assuming that everybody's going to be responsible and everybody's going to do what they're supposed to do. And we know that that's not the case.
0: Oh, you looking at drug testing to be a means to a, a different end than what people would use drug testing for. Mm-hmm so they, they, they don't do it They don't, that's not how they looking at
2: but it. But I'm
1: saying they should is what my whole point has been through this whole conversation. <laughs> that it, they should be doing that. Like I would like for them to do that. That would be a good idea is what I'm saying. For them to, to exclude the people who are not able to function and do that. But you, in
0: order to determine that this is my thing. In order to determine that there would have to be a measure of knowing that they are impaired with what they're doing. You can't
1: test people for something that that but they already do though that's what i'm saying like government the government drug tests their employees they do for specific jobs okay but what i'm saying is they don't drug test if you are at work high they drug test you in general because you're not supposed to be doing the substance at all like you acting like this doesn't happen ever the government does that for certain jobs they drug test people it's not based on whether or not you, you were high at work they drug test you based off of whether or not you're doing illegal substances period and you get fired behind that shit
0: it's important to that industry doctors and teachers it's important to those industries too well, if it was like me you can clearly sit here and say it's important i would assume that if it's that important to that industry then the people that monitor that industry would say that it's that important to this industry and we do it otherwise what reasons are they not doing it for
1: you just said that you feel like drug tests are used specifically to exclude people so they don't need to do that in somebody that's as high up as a doctor so maybe that's why it's not because it's not needed it's because you just said that they use it to exclude folks but that doesn't mean that it isn't needed if if government officials certain in certain positions can be drug tested and fired behind them not and this so being a government official it's not going to be like trying to exclude people from burger king if they can get fired behind that shit i don't see why it's unreasonable for other industries to do that as well i think because it's never about whether or not it's impacting your job there it's illegal substances. you're not supposed to be doing the shit
0: period first off it's just really expensive to drug test and if an organization is going to drug test people then it's going to cost them all the money to do so so teachers ain't going to do it because schools already ain't got no money so they can't spend you know uh 50 to hundred thousand dollars a year just drug testing teachers and on the premise that they may be doing stuff they may not that's the same situation with the state uh state thing it's just we not, even if it's 5% of people testing, we can't spend a hundred thousand dollars a year with 95% of no results and 5% of results. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you have to believe that most of the people in your system doing that shit to invest in it. And when you have a government job, the government jobs won't take a chance. When you have um, when you have manufacturing jobs, uh, Life this this death is why being that.
1: a doctor or a nurse, if you are have an addiction problem, is great. Because you can do that shit and get away with it because they're not going to drug test you. That's like the best job. It's like a pedophile working at a school. That's what you That's what you need to do. Anybody with an addiction who wants to have access and be able to do it, go be a nurse or a doctor. And you're good to go as long as you are able to still function. I mean, for this dialogue, I need to know the statistics of it
0: to 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 know whether my opinion would change of this or not you said that there are higher instances of doctors, or they have the highest likeliness but when you talk about doctors as a whole profession and you talk about other professions then yes you're gonna see that distinction but how many doctors and nurses in one system are addicted to how
1: do we know they don't get drug tested how would we know That's what i'm saying that's
0: what i'm saying i would need stats i need stats to say what you are saying is legit if half of the doctors and nurses in the system once they got drug tests like that i'd be like well they definitely need to be drug tested but i feel like (laughs) but i mean there's
1: not again you're assuming that everybody isn't that's your assumption is that because you don't have proof that they aren't that it's not happening but my thing is it makes more sense for it to be a, a fairly high amount because they have the ability to do so and not be held accountable for it they don't get drug tested they don't get the you know they don't have to worry about that so for me it makes more sense that a lot it would be a high number because why wouldn't it be you don't have to worry about it you get the job they never drug test you it's never a problem unless they see drugs missing from the pharmacy or something but outside of that shit. Why wouldn't the the ratio be higher it, in a place where you the access is higher?
0: I'm saying it would and definitely And accountability
1: is is higher. It would definitely be higher, but for
0: that statistic to exist, it has to be p- comparing it to other groups that are not in that group. That's what would determine that their access and that their addiction would be at a higher rate so, than those other professions. We'll
1: never know cuz they're not going to drug test them, so.
0: So, what point. do you think the statistics come from?
1: What statistics? Like
0: where do this like what research what research did they do as it pertains to doctors to get that number
1: probably i mean there have been instances of doctors getting fired for for so, being hydrant. so it would have
0: to be the doctors that got fired for substances the nurses that got fired for mm-hmm. substances uh, versus other industries in which people got fired for substance related abuses but so can not you compare drugs?
1: them to other industries when the access is different? Is that a fair comparison? Like in other places where you don't have, you can walk down the hall in a hospital and get your drugs, as opposed to working somewhere else and having to have like a a, a coke man, or a, you don't have to do that. It's there in the hospital. Well, that makes the that
0: makes the that study unreliable then, because that means that they're basing the the results they got off of the assumption that because you have higher access that you must be uh, addicted at That's a higher level.
1: That's what rate. a hypothesis is. is an assumption based off of the information that you have.
0: Yeah, but that made it sound like it's definitely the case. What you read.
1: We'll never know because they're not going to drug test doctors and nurses because it's not important. So w- this is a moot conversation. We'll never know. The we'll world ne- may never know. Like, like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie Pop? We'll never know. Until like a high ratio of doctors start fucking up, then they're not gonna care to ch- to do it. And, that, it and that's what I'm saying, because it costs too much. And that's and so what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if people's lives well, are in danger. What, what I'm saying is much. like it, or that the students may be impacted by a teacher that's. But that's what I'm saying. It's it costs too much. It's not cost if efficient. If it
0: were an epidemic, it would be addressed would it be if doctors was killing people every day and it turned out that once they was tested they was high yes that shit would change what we're not seeing though is an epidemic of substance abuse related deaths with doctors we're not seeing an epidemic of nurses that are acting so erratic at work that you know it's happening in bulk enough for the whole world to say these motherfuckers addicted to drugs.
1: How would we know that? The hospital is gonna. The hospital administration are the ones that we're gonna take. It's not like they're, that's gonna be reported to the news. And so, how would we know? Because I think if you look at doctors, not, and, I'm not saying that they're killing folks, but you saying erratic behavior. We wouldn't well, another that. thing is, I think if
0: you look at doctors and nurses, that they are one of the positions that have the most longevity amongst other positions out here. Like doctors are doctors for a long ass time and nurses are nurses for a long ass time. Not necessarily it's been like that the for same a long hospital, time in that field. They have a No, high no, I'm talking rate. about across the field. Yeah. That is a position where they stay in those positions a long time. Now if you're talking about a doctor or a nurse having to transition to a new hospital because they did something, then we can look up the transfer rates, but I would assume that, you know, under your argument that if it was problematic enough, then they license would be removed from them not because not just
1: able to go to a new hospital not if if it's not reported if the hospital if the hospital their reaction is to just have that person leave and go somewhere else and they don't report it to the board. The board may they look at this person like they just got keep getting different opportunities and moving. There would the assumption wouldn't be that, oh, they must be having problems and they're moving around. The same way if I got another job or you got another job somewhere, they're not going to assume that it was because of something bad. The board isn't unless somebody reports to the board that there's a problem. And the hospitals probably aren't doing that. They just want to get rid of that person out of their hospital. So who cares if they go somewhere else? But again, I, this it's obviously not an important enough issue for anybody to, they just don't get drug tested. So if I was an addict, being a nurse would be amazing. I would never be able to do doctors too many years of school. But nursing, we could do that.
0: I feel like nurses would be ODing like a motherfucker out here.
1: Not necessarily. There's a lot of functioning addicts, you know that. There's tons of functioning addicts, so that happens. And they have to be careful about the amount that they take so that it's not noticed anyway. So how much they can do is kind of, not monitor, but if you take a shit ton of pills from the pharmacy, they gonna know that, that it's gonna draw attention to you.
2: So.
0: I just don't think the measure of how you act can be based off of what could happen. Versus off of what does happen.
1: So if you could do coke and nothing bad happened, you should be able to just do coke? If you're able to function? If you're a functioning coke addict? Well, I'm saying you
0: can't take that one person who do coke and assume that because everybody else could be doing coke, that everybody
1: else should be impacted in that system as well. But again, you find that out through the drug test. And then the people who aren't doing coke will come back clean. (laughs) I'm not assuming that everybody's doing drugs. I'm saying that they should be drug tested to find out. It's not I'm not saying just assume all doctors and nurses do drugs. But, I'm saying drug test them to find the ones that do. So if they
0: did, if they did drug test everybody and they only found one doctor every year who did that, would you think it would still justify drug testing everybody else to find that one doctor?
1: Random I I'm not so drug testing everybody at the same time would be a problem anyway, because people <laughs> people will get i think random drug tests and drug screens where eventually everybody gets done but not at the same time not even within the same year you just said people stay in these jobs for a long time they stay not even
0: it can't be random like that though why because you leave a possibility to always miss the person that you are potentially trying to oust by having the drug not test
1: not necessarily they they can't if if you're somebody that just uses recreationally daily and you don't know when they're gonna drug test you it's not like you can prep for it so how would you miss them they're not gonna know when their drug tests are coming around that's why you do the random drug tests because if you do we're gonna drug test on this date people can prep for that so just do random drug tests how are they gonna prepare for <laughs> When random they don't drug test in a system
0: don't mean that they test everybody on a random time. Random drug test means that they have to have a system by which they select certain people randomly to do the drug test
1: the time is random too they don't they don't but, but, send out a notification that we're gonna do drug tests of some people on this day and not tell you who the people are because again that still defeats the purpose if i'm doing drugs and i know there's a possibility that on september the 7th i'm gonna be drug tested i'm gonna prep for september the 7th just in case because i don't know who it is that defeats the purpose of doing a random drug test if you have a date even if you don't know it's you if you got any sense, you're going to prep for it like it's you because it could be you. But they
0: might as well, if, if that's the case. So what you're saying is that there should be a system by which everybody gets tested in that whole system. But it's just a random day of the year.
2: Mm-hmm. And have- Like
1: the people that do the drug tests know, you know, they may have all the names and they set up dates that they know about and have certain people and then come in and do the drug like obviously somebody would have to keep up well, with it but i don't know, think well, the hospital should I, I don't think there would be any difference in
0: that than just out of 365 days of the year just doing it and nobody knowing when the day is going to be they wouldn't be able to prepare that and just do it on the same day for everybody and nobody know what it's going to be january 31st what it's going to be july 15th or what it's going to be in november sometime.
1: but you i think it it would be impossible to drug test the whole hospital on the same or all the staff it's too many people all of the, the nurses and doctors on it's too many of them so it would have to be on different days you could not do a drug test of every single person that works at the hospital on the same day over the course of that year if they do that and one doctor a year comes
0: up with that sin, i mean does it justify spending uh how much it costs a year to do those drug tests and get those results.
1: Does it justify hiring security if you have an entire 365 days and nobody does anything, but you still had a security in place? You still had them in place in case some shit happens. Like, I don't understand.
0: But I'm saying that's why schools, that's why schools after a shooting get police officers to circle around the school, but then after two months, they don't do it no more.
1: But hospitals have security all the time, is what I'm saying, back to the hospital. Hospitals have security on staff, At all times, there's a security guard there. Whether or not anything ever happens that requires the use of the security guard, they still pay that security guard for 365 days a year. They have somebody staffed in that position in case some shit happens. Security guards at hospitals ain't only there to to deal with major
0: outside threats. security guards are there to deal with people who become belligerent because they own drugs or for somebody who rip out all their and run down the heart like this this is okay. a hospital it has what? a notorious system by which people act in ways that what if that only happens
1: 10 times during the whole year and you pay him an entire salary for the year i'm saying any job you can do that with and say is it is it is it cost effective if only one thing happens so should they fire the security guard if well, there's not a lot of shit that goes no on? what i'm telling you is that i'm pretty sure we can go and look at logs of security and
0: their effectiveness in hospitals and see that they have work every day
1: But you're, again, the only way that we would know this would be for them to actually drug test the hospital and see if only one doctor came out. You're assuming that that's going to be the case, that it will be just one doctor that would come up that would pop positive on the test. In order for us to compare this and find out whether or not it's beneficial, it would actually have to happen and see what the ratio is. The same way that with a security guard, you're saying that they, they could see how effective he was throughout the year. They would have to drug test people and see how many people in the hospital failed. And that's what I'm saying. When they do that and not many fail. You're assuming that not many. What happens if a lot of them fail? Then what? What happens if, if well, I'm 40% saying, of the hospital fail the drug test? I feel like if you were in
0: a a Walmart and 40% of the employees was high as shit, I feel like you would recognize it. I feel like you'd be looking around like, she fucked up, he fucked up, he fucked up. It's, with people who get high in bulk, it's only going to be a small percent of them that's going to be able to function properly. So you're talking about a whole system of potentially high people so again- functioning
1: I said if they are able to do coke and be a functioning coke addict, they should be able to still work in the hospital long as they are able to function. You think that 40% of an
0: organization would be like that? You,
1: I'm just saying you think that, that I don't many know. People- I don't know. I'm not going to assume, though, that it isn't. I feel like that is a thing that should be looked at. I don't think it should just be an assumption because. <laughs> I don't understand why this isn't something that's been done just to make sure. Because you, you do it with hospitals, you do it with security in other places. Same thing with courthouses have security guards, whether or not anything actually happens because it's potential for it to happen. So they hire those security guards to be in well, that courthouse. I mean, court like, that's house. different. How? Because it's a courthouse. Because this
0: judges that sent people to jail. There's lawyers that feel like that is a place where people are consistently come in on a hostile manner and it, threaten people. It's like, a
1: hospital where they have access to opioids on a regular basis. But
0: access don't mean use. You're
1: you're saying With, it does. I'm saying find out what the use is. You're assuming that there is no use. I'm saying check to see and then we can have this conversation. You are giving them the benefit of a doubt and assuming because there aren't any listed... Um, Issues or that there's not a bunch of reports and it's not on CNN that a bunch of doctors and nurses are doing this that it must not be happening I'm saying drug test them and find out because if you're going to drug test all of these other people I just don't see why you would get a benefit of a doubt to somebody that is Have patients or teaching our kids or whatever. My argument is test them to see I would like to know what it is I would like to know if it's a 1% if it's one well, doctor. I mean, th- that's not how we operate I mean You
0: don't take Kingston to the doctor until his shit is weird. You don't just assume that because his shit been weird. He gets a checkup every year. But what I'm saying is, just to make sure. But what I'm saying is, when when the behaviors that they have are problematic, that's when you start taking the action. And what I'm saying is, I believe that in a hospital,
1: you can't do preventative measures. You gotta wait. So you saying wait till some shit happen to do something about it instead of preventing shit from happening. I take kingston and remy every year to get a checkup to make sure that they are they had a shot to make sure that shit as much as i can prevent shit from going wrong with them usually when shit go wrong it's some bullshit they did it ain't because i'm not i'm not trying to keep them healthy preventative measures are important is what i'm saying
0: well in a system like that the preventative measure is hiring somebody that, that you worried. have determined is appropriate for your system and may not have those things that has the on.
1: credentials and was able to talk and be charismatic, but you don't drug test them even in the beginning when you get the job, they don't get drug tested. So they were able to, I mean, <laughs> being charismatic and being able to, to finish, um, med school don't mean that you're not going to be somebody that ends up with a drug problem. And so just cause you can talk to the people and get the job doesn't mean anything. That's all I'm saying. There's no preventative measures at all. You just hire people who are able to talk a good game. Drug addicts are really charismatic sometimes, you know. They have to be. <laughs> Most of the time to get what it is that they need. So I would just like to know what the percentage is. And because they don't drug test them, I'm sure that it the information doesn't exist. Because it's not looked into. Because it's one of those situations where we going to wait till some shit pop off. Well...
0: I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to find a hospital somewhere in the country that drug tests people because see, now I got to do research about it because like, I like, like them, like my position is, I feel like if
1: it's expensive to drug test, it's, it would they be,
0: might not, it would be hard for a book of a hospital to be at work high as hell and nobody know it. And for them to do that every day because they have access to it. I just don't, I just don't think that is likely.
1: And it would be unusual like for them to be functioning and still doing the drug. I, when I was in grad school and I had to go, they, I was in, I think it was um, diagnosis. I, I think it was my diagnosis class. He made us go to an NA, an AA, and I had, I think I went to a GA meeting. And when I went to the e, NA meeting, the guy that was speaking used to be. And he wasn't a CEO, but he was high up in a company, making tons of money. They, they all did coke. <laughs> all of them did coke. And he started doing coke after he got this job because all of the higher up did coke. The issue became that he was not able to do coke and function. So he got out of control with his shit and started doing coke all the time and using all the money he had to buy coke eventually he got fired lost his his kids and his wife and and lost everything before he got clean but he started doing drugs because the CEOs of this company that he worked for he got high enough up that they were inviting him to their little weekend get-togethers where they all did coke and he he, but he couldn't They were able to function They were functioning coke addicts He was not able to do that He, I guess he had a more addictive personality Maybe than they had But he started doing the shit all the time and eventually it just became too much and he lost everything and his wife didn't leave him. She left, they got separated. She never divorced him and they they were still together after he got clean, but he was introduced to the drug and that was in Montgomery, Alabama. So, I mean, it's not like whatever company he was working for, it wasn't no, it's Montgomery. So, I mean, like what the fuck could it have been? I don't, I don't know. He didn't say what company it was, but it couldn't have been nothing too big because it's Montgomery, Alabama. So, I'm just saying that that shit, ha- like there are <laughs> instances where people function and do drugs it doesn't make it okay that they're doing the drugs just because they're able to still function
0: i'm not saying it's okay that they do the i'm not saying it's okay that they able to function
1: i just know that there are instances where that happens so like you keep saying if people was high as fuck yeah but everybody there are people that are able to function and do drugs there are those people he was he wasn't one of them but he worked with people that were able to he came in and you know He he just, and he didn't, you know, obviously he's not going to snitch them out and be like, well, they introduced me to the drugs, but he ends up getting fired. They had to fire him and let him go because he was was coming in high as fuck. He couldn't, he couldn't maintain. And I think that they, they had kind of limited to their, to their getaways when they were doing it, or maybe they were doing, I don't know. But he started doing it all the time and lost everything. And, um, it was a sad it was a little. It was sad listening to him talk about it. like he had spent his kids. Um, they had saved up money for all the kids to go to college. Where the kids wanted to pay for college, he spent all that damn money. <laughs> and he said he was in a hotel doing a, on a coke binge when he finally decided that he needed to get some help, and he went to to rehab and was eight. But he was old, like gray beard, like. 58 maybe somewhere in there he was an older man white man he was white of course because mm-hmm. black people and hanging out with ceos and not usually what happens so he was white but yeah so like that after l- seeing him that it, and i've you've seen like um the wolf of wall street obviously that was <laughs> exaggerated a lot mm-hmm. but there are a lot of companies that have like board members and 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 they get together and do all of this fuck shit like (laughs) that happens and they're still able to run their company have multi-million dollar companies are able to still run them so everybody that does drug ain't gonna be you know fucking fucking up all the time i just i don't i don't
0: think that they shouldn't be drug tested
1: this whole conversation is happening because that's what I thought he did. not I don't think that
0: they should be drug tested because we assume that because they have access that they must be doing drugs. I don't think that is why they should be drug why tested. Why should
1: they be drug tested?
0: GP, general purpose, because the organization want to know who doing substances in their system or not. I don't think that because we research that Oh, doctors and nurses have a higher possibility of getting addicted because they have access to drugs. I'm not willing to say that that must mean they're using drugs because they got that access. That it goes back to that responsibility question. But again, there is a it's a position where a lot is on the line for them people who fuck up. That don't mean they won't fuck up. But there are also a lot of systems in those places that hold people accountable for when substances and drugs and stuff come up missing. And they I mean they have a system that's built around not not helping perpetuate those things that Mm -hmm. happen. So I can't look at it and say, you got to drug test them because they have access. You got to drug test them because your system is having a lot of deaths, a lot of thieving, a lot of a whole bunch of other stuff. And for GP of finding out where these issues might be coming from, that's when you drug test because of a system reason.
1: Have you ever seen American Gangster? Was it Mm -hmm. American Gangster? Where he, or maybe it was New Jack City. One of them, they had the people who were, who were gathering the drugs the women was butt ass naked because they want them leaving with nothing so (laughs) to to secure their drugs and make sure they shit was good they assumed everybody that came in there potentially could take some shit out so to combat that everybody had to come in naked if you was gonna work there (laughs) and bag the drugs you had to be naked just to make sure everybody no we're not gonna everybody isn't gonna come in here stealing drugs but some of y'all might so to combat that and keep that from happening, they made you come in naked. I wouldn't have took the job when I <laughs> naked, right? I wouldn't have did it. But there were bitches who was like, Aye! and they was in their butt ass naked, bagging pills. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know that it's wrong to uh, drug test them to make sure that they're not abusing the access that they have. Because it's not saying everybody is going to, but the possibility exists. And it exists more for somebody that works in a hospital than it does uh, for some dude working in Burger King or, or hell, even me working where I work. Well, no, I guess that ain't true. I can get something from my clients.
0: Oh, you know, a part, of, a part of me feels like that the way the system exists is from a probably a history of problems in which you know what you're saying. That's why it's they monitor rev- the medicine. Than, that's yeah, what
2: I'm that's so why
1: they I monitor it. So maybe much. probably
0: back in the day it was a big ass situation where everybody was high and doing their own thing. And I feel like over time they changed some stuff. And probably for a period of time they was drug testing doctors. And then they got their system together because the the rate of failing drug tests became so low that the system had taken over because they couldn't get access to those things and so I feel like at this Maybe. point of the evolution of a system like that, I feel like the people in charge they have some political and business related reasons for why they don't do it. But I feel like because they they also believe that it'll be a bigger waste of money than it will be gained with what they find out. You know what I'm saying? And but but because because we with the police system, we see it in bulk. They fucking up. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and still ain't shit being done ain't shit being done but i feel like it would be easy to see how fucked up the system is if it was that fucked up now the the hospital system is fucked up on a lot of other ends when you got to pay 500 dollars for an aspirin mm-hmm. you know it's fucked up in a lot of other places but i think that that might be one area where they they might have it together but Maybe. i'm gonna go do some research and find out we'll
1: see but um I also watch Murder in Mayhem, so I've seen nurses kill their husbands with shit they got from work.
0: <laughs> but either way, we gotta end this because we had two hours and
1: twenty-one minutes. God damn!
0: <laughs> yeah, we've been this this dialogue been really really long. <laughs> I was gonna talk about um, well I'll talk about some of this next week. Amara LaNegra talking about on uh, women should keep a man's home spotless
1: i saw that shit on oh, Stefan and Clark. then she got on a little bit ass dress with some fucking 409 cleaning the shower don't nobody clean no damn shower like that but i'll talk about it next week
0: but we'll talk about some stuff next week um anyway you got anything else on your mind i do not all right well until we come to the next conversation we out holla